Oh God, Jesus Christ. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> I was thinking, all right, here's why. Here's why I fucked that up. I was thinking howdy and hi at the same time. So I almost said Heidi. <laughs> and so my brain just got switched. Anyway, what's happening, y'all? Welcome to uh, the nicest episode of the Players Club podcast that we have yet seen, episode 69. And I said, what more appropriate to do for 69 than to make sure this is a sausage fest? So here, <laughs> here's all my best bros here uh, to talk about this PlayStation event uh, that has happened this week. Uh, and it's a very big event, so we'll get to that later in the show. But before we get to that, let's go ahead and introduce some of the people that are here. Of course, you know me, Emmett Watkins Jr., also known as DJ Spun61 on all places on the internet. But today, I'm also joined here by the one and only, you know him, you love him, Alan Muir. How's it going, Al? Wolverine is almost 50 years old. Oh my god, really? Like, in his run of comics? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was created back in 74. Man, that's... That feels preposterous, but also, yeah, that feels about right. <laughs> I guess so. We had to get some Canadian representation at some point. Uh, and speaking of Canadian, actually, it's the opposite of Canadian because you're you're down there in Florida. So, like, flip-flop it, I suppose, geographically. Uh, my homeboy, T.L. Foster. What's up, homie? Hey, I'm T.L. Foster. I also go by T.L. the Creator. Let's go. Wait, uh, are you actually going by that now? No, I'm not. I should, though. That's actually uh, kind of fly. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I was just listening. I've been like we've been t- talking about albums on online, and I've been listening to a lot of stuff. Um, I thought Donda was fine, which you did a great article on Donda, by oh, the way. Uh, and I, I thought it was better than CLB. But that's a whole other. Oh my god, that's an easy. That's an easy <laughs> battle to win. <laughs> that's another conversation. But uh, right now, my album of the year currently has been. Uh, call me if you get lost and i'm just like every time i just hear it i'm like man i'm not even like huge in the odd future and like oh tyler you got it you got it man i listened to that album probably one of the day it's so good yeah that album is very good tyler the creator is very good but tl is also a creator that is pretty fucking good go listen to go listen to the pmb podcast go listen to you know the uh live from the pool house podcast and all the good stuff he does we'll We'll let you, you know, pimp out your wares towards the end of the show as well. So, you know, check your yeah. boy out. Hell exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So to start the show, as we always do, uh, we've been playing a lot of games this past week. Uh, I've been playing an interesting mix uh, and looking at this document. Yeah, we were in all corners of video game this week. So uh, this one should be fun. Uh, I'll go ahead and start with mine uh, and then we'll rotate around in a circle here. Uh, this first one that I've been playing, there isn't that much to talk about because it's a very basic game and I mentioned it a little bit last week anyway. So uh, Balloons Tower Defense uh, 5 and 6, uh, they're very similar. So I just put them in the one jumble here. Have y'all, I, I feel like Al, have I asked you about Balloons on a previous episode? Uh, you mentioned it uh, earlier in the week when we were going to do uh, when. Ah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, on that podcast. Yeah, this. Wait, have you ever played balloons at all, TL? I don't even know what this. I literally just went to Google it. I've oh, never. What is this? <laughs> I I'm I'm having a pretty good week for video games because this is the second time I've been playing a game on talk and I talk about it on podcast and someone's like, "What the hell is that?" So I I will be glad to tell you what it is. Uh how do I explain this? It's basically a tower defense game. We're all aware of what tower defense games are, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So it's basically one of those. And the whole idea is you have a bunch of different types of monkeys that throw darts at balloons. And on the set path, as a tower defense game goes, the balloons will will fly by on the path and these monkeys will shoot their darts at it as they fly by. But there's like dozens of different types of monkeys. They got like, you start off with a regular dart throwing monkey. Then you can get like a boomerang monkey, then a ninja monkey, then an artillery monkey, then a Superman monkey. And it just gets crazier and crazier and crazier. The balloons get stronger where a red balloon will just pop in one hit. Blue balloons take two. Then you got greens, yellows, pinks. Then you got regenerating health balloons. Then you have camo balloons that can only be hit by camo visible monkeys. Uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff. There's iron balloons. There's clay balloons. There's massive like blimps that contain thousands of balloons once popped. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. And really, it's just been. I feel like this whole week I've just been in a. I don't want to play anything that's gonna make me think too much. And it's a perfect game to just set up my towers and just let it go in the background while I'm either listening to a podcast or I've been watching a lot of video essays from another YouTuber that I just found. So uh it's been hitting the spot <laughs> yeah it, it, it reminds me of like have you ever seen like those old i've ever seen uh like those old flash games which are like 20 years old now like you were just like oh you're mm-hmm. just like i'm gonna just play like this little flash game like it's obviously it's a little bit more in depth than what a flash game is but Only like this slightly. is the vibe i'm getting <laughs> it, it definitely was because i used to play balloons back in the day when it was a flash game i believe like the first one or two were just like on miniclip.com or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's definitely I, I've said it, I think I said it on last week too, but um I'm regressing as far as my game taste are right now. So is this and cookie clicker like the shit I used to play in like 2008 <laughs> that I'm just regressing to for some reason. So but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um I, and I guess I will explain the difference between balloons five and balloon six. Uh I'm playing five on PS4 and I'm playing six on PC. Because they both just happen to go on sale randomly. So I picked them both up. Paid less than like eight bucks for both of them total. And mm. uh, the difference in five is a little bit simpler. Where you can you can upgrade all of your little monkey towers. So that they have different abilities. They get stronger and whatnot. In five there's only two paths that you can upgrade. And then at a certain point you're locked off from the other upgrade tree. Where six there's three upgrade paths. And it gets a little bit complicated because you're like, all right, well, you you can upgrade them all in these different ways, but they're kind of important. Like you can upgrade your you can upgrade your monkey so he can now see camo balloons when he otherwise couldn't. But then you could choose a different path to where he can blow up balloons faster or, you know, does more damage, but he can't see camo balloons. So that could bite you in the ass when there's a round of nothing but camo balloons and that tower does nothing for you. So uh it's there's some strategy to it if you're really playing on a high level but i just set it on medium and it's just Mm. giving me just enough resistance to where i have to pay a little bit of attention but in general it's just it's just for fun just to vibe out yeah no i I mean i get like that's my madden playtime. like if i I just want to like not think about something i'll just play madden because i don't have to like really think about stuff right I feel you. I feel you. Although I will, I would be very scared if, because the big thing about balloons that I also like is just the sound. I just turn off all the music and it's just sounds of balloons popping. It feels like bubble wrap, but auditorily. Mm. (laughs) And so if I heard that coming out of Madden, I'd be very scared. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'll say. So yeah, that's uh, one of the main things that uh, I've been playing this week. Like I said, pretty simple, not much to it. 
Uh, if it's still on sale, I'd recommend picking it up for like maybe five bucks or less. I, what was it? The PS4 one was 20 bucks for the longest time. And I said, I'm not playing for a, a flash game for 20 bucks. I'm sorry. But once it's six bucks, I was there. Uh, same thing for the one on Steam too. It was 10 bucks and it hit three. So I said, you know what? Let's go. So yeah. Yeah, here I am. It's, it's, not on, it's not on sale anymore. <sighs> I literally went to go look. Yeah, it's not on sale anymore. Damn, well, RIP to that. I mean, they, they go on sale pretty often. I'm sure it'll come back around the bend here. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I got for Loon's Tower Defense. It's a very satisfying game. It's a good thing to put on in the background. I don't know if I'd recommend playing it with a controller because it is a little bit less intuitive than just clicking and dragging with a mouse or even a touchscreen because all these games are on mobiles. But uh, yeah, still fun, no matter how you cut it. All right, so uh, I guess from there, speaking of things from way back in the day, uh, shoot, both of y'all could apply to this one. Uh, who wants to take <laughs> the mantle and talk about their next game? Uh, I'll go ahead and go. All right, go ahead. And uh, so I've been doing uh, some uh, uh, upgrading completely legally my SNES Classic. Um, uh, okay. and, and powering it up. I So I have like very few games like sort of like, just all-time great games. Like, if someone was like, hey, what's a video game? Like, I have a couple that are on my list, right? Like, I think Metal, Metal, Metal Gear Solid 1, even if you've never played a Metal Gear, like, picking that up, it's literally a perfect game for you to hop in and play. It's not really, like, wild or anything. There's not really a lot of caveats you have to put on there. Um, to me, if you were to ask, what is a perfect RPG, I would say Chrono Trigger. I think Chrono Trigger, hmm. it's... It's such a like a uh, beautiful game. One, the story is really great. It's a, it's really a story about coming to terms with who you are. Um, that there haven't been a lot of video essays for, and uh, it's one of the projects I may be working on soon. A video essay okay. on Chrono Trigger. Um, Respectable. <laughs> uh, I, I really love the game. It's it's literally it was a dream team. It's the creators of Dragon Quest, um, Final Fantasy, and I think also. Uh, some of the people who worked on the, I know it's, I know it's the Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest people together. I think it's another part, but it was like, this was like a dream project. Yeah. Um, and it's a really great story. It does a lot of great time stuff. And then, uh, I've, um, I'm not sure if you guys have played 12 minutes yet. Uh, Ooh. but I, I needed a, I needed a game that was, that was dealing with time and was actually good and fun to play. <laughs> um, I played Chrono Trigger probably like I've probably played it like thirty times already. Uh, um, but it's just something. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Another comfort food one. Yeah, it's definitely another comfort food one. But it's like one of those ones. It's like so. Like every year, I watch Full Metal Alchemist, and it's not like I'm just going to put it on and like I will sit down and actually watch and analyze because like it's something where it's very comfortable. Like me being like, oh, I can get into it. But you get something new each time, right? Like, uh, have you guys played Chrono Trigger? I have not. That is, th there's a lot of games I've played that are quote unquote before my time, but that's mm. one I just haven't gotten around to. I think I own it on Vita or something, but one day. Uh, Al, I, own, I, I own it on Vita as well, but I have not gotten a chance to play it yet. All right. Uh, one, again, I highly recommend it. Uh, but two, I, I, I when I tell people what I mean, like, this story does such a great thing. Because, like, a lot of the themes in the story, there's multiple themes, right? Because, obviously, there's the theme of time. And the whole thing is, like, you're in a huge race to stop, basically, this evil parasite from destroying the planet. That's kind of what it is. Um, but the other theme, like I said, 
is a theme of figuring out who you are. Um, and I think that's what makes the game kind of really great. So, because there's like, obviously, there's literally a spoiler in the name. So I'm not going to talk mm. about the main character. I am going to use one of the side characters, though. Um, so the character Frog. Um, you make Frog very early. Frog is this knight carries a big sword like he's he's usually like when you play the game he's going to be your 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 first really other big hitter um outside of chrono and then as you progress through the story you find out that frog everyone thinks frog is this one hero turned into a frog but it comes to find out that it's actually his squire like this very small frail kid who got transformed into a frog and the hero died and frog's journey is him learning that he is good enough to be a hero and it's like thematically how it's done it's like I said you're doing all these things and everybody's like oh well frog is this hero cyrus and cyrus is the greatest hero and obviously he's the greatest hero and it's like how to deal with that imposter syndrome of like not being a great hero, even though you're doing great heroic stuff. It's just so tremendous. And that's just one oh. of the characters, man. Um, it is a great game with great villains. Uh, very fun. If you like the Akira Toriyama art style, um, it is Akira Toriyama's probably best sprite work. I know a lot of people really love Dragon Quest V and VI's sprite work. I think this is better. Um, wow, it's a really, crazy. really good game. Uh, the the definitive version of this game is on the 3DS because um, the PlayStation, which is probably the one you guys got on Vita, the PlayStation mm. version has really horrendous load times for some reason. Uh, and that actually came over when they ported those PS1 games onto the Vita and the PS3. Um, but the 3D, uh, 3DS version introduces a new, um, a new little uh, side story thing um that's like you don't have to interact with but also put in all of the great um because the character i'm actually went and did um like actual like animation work for it so it's like Ooh. it's like also getting an episode of dragon ball z right with it <laughs> oh, um it's tremendous it's like i said i very i very rarely say a game is a perfect game i think this mother three and I, there's something else that I'm probably forgetting. Like those are those are perfect games. This is literally a perfect game. Well, hot damn! That's not not only. I mean, yeah, that's high praise. And I've heard folks talk about Chrono uh, Trigger in the past, but like, Jesus, that sounds like specifically with the frog character and his whole uh, his whole internal uh, conflict. That sounds like some resonant shit to not just me, but a lot of people. So like, <laughs> oh man, it's even cool. very prescient. It's even cool because it's also thematically done in the music. Because again, Frog is supposed to be this heroic character, and his music is very triumphant, heroic. It it's very like, very like um, uh, Barty, um, uh, very like heroic themes. But underneath it, there's like a sadness underneath it, and it plays right into his character. I've been thinking about. Like I said, this video essay I, I'm I'm working on, I've been literally thinking about it for like 10 years because this every time I play this game, I get to the frog stuff. And I'm just like, this. if it was just this storyline, it would be the greatest game. And there's like, every character has like this, like this realization of who they are. Hmm. God damn. Well, self, is, is self-actualization the phrase I'm looking for? 
is that is that what they're playing with? Because we're just like learning like who you are and what you're capable of and all that good stuff. Yeah, I, I would think that was exactly what you would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, I definitely can. I love those types of uh, I love those themes and other types of media like movies and TV shows and stuff like that. So perhaps I should go back in time and give that one a shot. And honestly, like you talk shit on 12 minutes and you're a lot of your criticisms are valid. I understand. <laughs> I, I thought really 12 think. minutes was pretty good. <laughs> like not incredible, but I thought it was, I'm just a sucker for time travel stories. Mm. So if I am a sucker for time travel stories, perhaps I should go back and try that one out. I would say, I would say Chrono Trigger. Like I get, I get why people would like, there's just, there's stuff thematically. I'm just not. Chrono Trigger is <laughs> not for me. And Chrono Trigger, uh, 12 minutes is not for me. Oh yeah, Chrono Trigger, I, absolutely for me. I fully understand. And I think, Al, Al, did you, you beat 12 minutes. Is that right? No, I think you're thinking of Graydon. That, yeah, because me, Graydon, and some other folks from the site were, uh, we did a spoiler cast that uh, may or may not be up sooner or later. Um, but I, I didn't know if you've given it a shot yet at all. Uh, it's not really my kind of thing. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> It, from from the sound from everyone else's opinions, I'm not gonna force you to be like, oh, you need to try it because er, literally the whole world has said, no, you don't need to try it. So <laughs> even if I think it's good or I think it's not bad, I'll say that. Uh, uh, but that's not enough for me to push you onto it. But um, speaking of things that uh, I was gonna say that I would push you onto, but you're already playing this, so that wouldn't make any sense at all. It, enough of the bad transitions. Uh, tell me about the game that you've been playing now, or at least one of them. Right? Uh, I'll just say the one I have the least to say about. Uh, okay. I've been playing some Arkham Origins, Hell as you yeah. do. Yep. Just hopping back into this one for nostalgia's sake, or you trying to do a Let's Play or something again? <laughs> no. Um, I I decided to. I was playing. I was playing also uh, Arkham City. Mm, okay. Trying to figure out, figure out what's wrong with my uh, my game DVR. Hmm. Just trying and, to capture footage to troubleshoot. Yeah, and. God, Arkham Origins needs to get like it. There's so much that it does that it doesn't get like enough credit for. That's what I keep hearing. That's what I keep hearing. I know uh, what's his name uh, over at Kind of Funny, Barrett Courtney. He he talks about that game and how it's like the black sheep of the franchise, low key. But no one else talks about it, and I I feel like it deserves its due. But I just haven't dug in deep enough to know why yet. It's it's one of those where it's on my PS3, then I rebought it on PC just to see what's up with it. But um, have you been like trying to replay the entire game, or or are you just like hopping back in to just try stuff out? Uh, I want to. I'm trying to beat the whole thing. I'm right now. I'm at. I'm still early on in the game. I'm actually I stopped right in the middle of the fight with uh, Deathstroke. Oh wow, that's like the highlight of the game, from what I've heard. Yeah, and I just love how, I just love how they they hype up Electrocutioner, and you just punch him once and he goes down. <laughs> just like Glass, Glass Joe from uh, from Punch Out. Yeah, from, from Punch Out. I had to dig deep for that like, one. Oh boy, he, <laughs> he has this all his fanfare. Just press press the punch button, and he's down for the count. I mean, what a name like Glass Joe, but. Then again, for a name like the Electrocutioner, like, yeah, that should have been more, <laughs> should have been a lot more going on there. But hey, it's good to see that you're you're having fun with it. So you think you're, I mean, the next game that you're going to talk about a little bit later on, you've been talking very highly of that one. So do you think you're about to go back to Batman anytime soon or are you sticking God, with the other God, one no. for now? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I, I, I'm very interested to see what you're going to talk about for this next game because 
uh, I'm I'm interested for it too. And I remember what was it? It wasn't last night. The night before, you were like, "Yo, I'm not even gonna pre-order this," and then you bought it on the day it came out. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens on that one. Um, so with that one, uh, I'll go ahead and uh, talk about this other game that I've been playing real quick this week. Uh, I haven't played too much of it, but similar to actually similar to UTL, I've been thinking about writing something not just for this game, but for the whole series, because I really mm. feel like no one's made like no one has really decided to break down in any real way the Saints Row series. So. <laughs> I, I, I talked about it on Twitter. I was like, yo, what if I did a Saints Row in review or something like that? Or uh, Saints Row in review is, of course, something that they do over it kind of funny. But either that or like a thorough look at this franchise in the same way that Noah Caldwell Reyes is, uh, which TL have. Have I ever told you about Noah Caldwell or do you know about him already? I do know about uh, Noah because uh, a mutual friend of ours, Dylan Tierney, uh, and Robert Beach, they have both been very huge fans of Noah. I like his video. I like his videos. I just wish he would take another take or just edit a little bit, like because some of that stuff, just like me being an editor and doing podcasts, right? You're just like, mm-hmm. can we get another pass at that, please? Like, just <laughs> just one more pass. But I do think they're very informative. I think they're very uh, interesting. They remind me a lot of. Um, uh, the action button reviews. Mm, uh, yes. It, and that's, and like, I like that. I like those kind of long form reviews because it's, it allows me just to be like, all right, I'm going to allow someone with the knowledge to wash over me with this video game. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I'm right there with you. That's a big reason. I agree. Cause even, I mean, Noah has talked about it in like smaller little update videos where he's like, people tell me I should fix this and fix that. And I like it how it is, so I just keep it how it is. And I'm like, well, I respect that, but I'm also like, well, it it's really only a problem when you're like an hour and a half into like a mega long video he makes and you hear him like just stumble over a word. <laughs> and it's like, all right, well. <laughs> or do the thing that, again, we've all done podcasts. Do the thing of like, and then I'm going to say, and then I'm going to say, because like as an editor, you're listening to it and you're just like, Oh, just delete. Just delete that part. Just delete. Mm-hmm. Come on, just delete that. It's like that Vine, not Vine, TikTok. I'm old. Uh, that TikTok of the group. <laughs> oh, I remember Vine. <laughs> yeah, we all do. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that I said Vine is in a TikTok. But the TikTok of the girl watching <laughs> the guy put the the uh, the different shapes into the square hole all the time. Yes. She's like, no. <laughs> like, that's, that's how I feel when I watch a Noah video. I'm just like, no, can you? <laughs> okay. Can you just? See that when you said TikTok, I I was about to like go back into my head because there's another TikTok trend that's going on where it's just like some audio of a dude who's like, "Excuse me, mommy, I'm sorry, mommy, I'm sorry, mommy, I'm sorry," and just keeps <laughs> fucking it up. <laughs> I thought that's what you were about to reference for this, but yeah, it's the same vibes as that uh, block vine or uh, block vine. Look at me, I can't even say it. <laughs> uh, the block TikTok. So yeah, I'm definitely with there. But anyway, long story short, roundabout way to saying I'm playing Saints Row One right now. Um, I've talked ready about this player. Yeah, exactly. Ready for this player? Like dead ass. This is you that. forgot. You forgot to put put it in the description for last week's episode. Oh my god, you're right. Fuck. Yeah, I'll I'll do that after we're done here. Because if I do that right now, I will lose focus, and we will be here for fifty. 
15 hours. Um, but in any case, God, see, I usually put uh, what's up, player, or you ready for this player, or something like that in every description of the podcast. Because when we thought of the Players Club podcast, that's what I had in my head, just the main character from this game. I say that, but I'm a big hypocrite because I've never actually played all the way through Saints Row really? 1. So, yeah, I know crazy. I've played a shitload of two, shitload of three, shitload of four, bunch of gad out of hell too, but the first one just escaped my grasp. So I've played this game in, gosh, like what, 10, 12 years? Like whenever this game first came out on the original Xbox 360, right? Um, but I just remember... Because, like, I loved all the GTA clones, right? So I'm, like, I'm the guy who likes True cl- uh, true Crime LA before, like, all the stuff became, you know, Sleeping Dogs, which is a tremendous video game. If you never played it, play Sleeping Dogs. Or a lot of uh, people like um, True Crime. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. And I remember going to Saints Row, and it has, like, the distinction of the early Xbox 360 titles that I've played, where it just seems like it seemed... It seemed like off, just like the modeling of it, because like it's a new generation. They're trying to figure out, you know, where do you go from? Like we're we're going from like 480p gaming with composite cables to now we're in 720, which is really just stretched out 480p, right? It still wasn't HD gaming, (laughs) but we're going to that model. So like all the models look weird as it does, and like for some reason, like. I, I always remember Saints Row 1 with the Pimp My Ride game. Um, oh, God, I forgot they made a game for that. <laughs> so, like, it, it just, they both, like, act they both activate in my mind. So I wonder, like, how does it feel to play Saints Row 1 in 2021? Like, now that, you've, now that we've had, where Saints Row has gone, right? Like, cause Saints Row is not what Saints Row was back in the day, right? Like... Like, so how does it feel like when you go into this now looking at this game? Um, I'll say it like this, because like I said, I'm thinking about writing a whole thing for this. Mm. There's a there was a rumor or not a rumor, but like the developers actually talked about this at one point in development. They were planning on making this the Dave Chappelle game where he was going to be writing it and it was going to be that type of humor and all that stuff. Mm. Uh and I mentioned that because playing the final product now, especially in 2021, with all these years of humor changing and stuff, this feels like how white people thought the the Dave Chappelle show was without having seen it. Ah, uh, well, okay. okay. And it's like it's bad, but it's like, uh, but it's before the lights. It's a different time. <laughs> yeah, that's what I that, keep thinking I, in my head. Yeah, that's how I feel when people say like, "Oh, I can't wait to play San Andreas," and I'm like. I can't wait for you to play that game of San Andreas, which is very steeped in black culture in the 90s, written by white guys. I can't wait for you to yep. play that game again. Like, I love San Andreas too, but there's a lot of stuff where you're just, oh, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and it's I've only gotten two hours into Saints Row 1 here, so I don't have that much to critique, but it's just like the type of humor that they go for where it's like, it's a little over the top, but the scale is still so low to where it doesn't seem too crazy compared to where I know they're going next. Right. So it's like, mm, this is a little bit off. It's a little bit weird. And and it still feels like, like honestly, it feels like I'm playing a last, not last generation, but like a PS2 Xbox original game where just the gameplay still feels like, it still feels like a 
in the same way that we had a bunch of Doom clones after Doom, this feels like a Halo clone as far as the gameplay goes, where mm. this is before everything had a name down sights button. So you're just blasting off from the hip. You're shooting from cars in the same way that you would shoot from like a tank or something in Halo. So it just feels weird in that way. And then the humor and just the character models and the voice acting and the animations still feels very like top quality PS2, but still firmly PS2 era type game. Um, but I'm I mean, it's not completely awful. Uh, some of the I mean, literally, like some of these missions are like. Welcome to the Snatch Mission. You got to pick up the hose from the pimp. And I'm like, oh, mm. Lord. This is like this is like the clip that they show on Fox News when they say video games are killing us. Um, but I, it's, it's one of those where it's still fun. It feels close enough to Saints Row 2, which is my furthest back history with the series, um, where I, I'm enjoying it enough, but I really just want to see, like, narratively, what's going to be here. Is this just, like, strictly a foundation that they build everything else on or is there something here that the rest of the series is pulling from so that's really what i'm trying to investigate um so far i'm not gonna say it's a bad game but man it is dated as shit but i'm excited to see you know what's next and what else is there to it so lord only knows we'll see so yeah it's, it's you, a very you say that yeah mm-hmm. um for some reason uh when i was in sixth grade in 2006 Okay. Or when the game came out, I was very obsessed with the game. Really? Like you were playing it a lot? No, I it was right. It was before I I'd gotten a 360. Oh, and yeah, once I finally got it, I realized this isn't this was this was this isn't everything I was hoping it would be. Is it one then of those again, where you're like, oh yeah, go ahead. Then again, I was an a white nerdy kid in 2006. Yeah. <laughs> That that has something to do with it. it. I mean, it is one of those titles to where even like I didn't have this with the original Saints Row because back in the day when this originally came out, I had no even thoughts or curiosity about Xbox 360. I was a PlayStation kid. I I had a PS2. I had a PSP. I was buying a PS3, no question. But instead of uh, Saints Row 1, I didn't get a PS3 until like 2008. So Saints Row 2 was the game that I was like, oh, this is like this is next gen, man. This is, I'm going to play this and it's going to be so crazy. I had like the 480p trailer that I would watch on my PSP every other day. Like, oh man, I was so ready for it. Then I played it and I was like, this is a lot of fun, but like, this is slightly different than what I was expecting. <laughs> Cause like everyone was talking about GTA and GTA looks so serious. I was like, fuck that. I want to put manure on people. <laughs> like they had in one of the missions in two. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's the that's kind of the thing. Like, I remember so in 2006, I was uh, uh, I was 20, so I was you know I I I, I had gone still an adolescent. Everything. I'll give you that. I mean, look, I, I think now as a 35 year old male, like a 20 year old, you don't know anything about life. But like, I I'd also been through so. You have to think like when Saint Rose come out. When Saint Rose come out, I have gone through first seeing Shenmue, which blew my mind, right? Which is wild to think in twenty twenty one. But like that on a Dreamcast in two thousand one, twenty years ago, like was literally like, what are you talking about? Um, then you get Grand Theft Auto three, which is literally a game changer. Um, and then you have, like, all these different games. So, like, seeing Saints Row, the first one, it did feel like, oh, well, this is just the Xbox's 
you know, Grand Theft Auto. This is going to be their Grand Theft Auto. And, and like, you know, like Alan said, and like I said, like, it just felt like there was just something off about it. Like, it didn't feel great. And also didn't lean into what made Saints Row Saints Row, right? Like, I think of two really leaning into it and then, like, Saints Row 3 going even further into it. Uh, I remember, like, a friend of mine actually having to do, like, press for it. And they literally, like, he shot a, they, they shot a, a press commercial and he, like, one of the props was the dildo bat, you know? And it's just like, it, it, I'm just thinking, it was like, this is something where they realize, hey, our niche isn't going to be the X version of GTA because, unfortunately, like, GTA just has that name cachet, uh, which I guess we'll talk yeah. about a little bit later, but, um, they were just like, we're going to be silly. And I think I think that it actually behooved Saints Row to just be like, no, we're just going to have fun. You guys play these games for fun. Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah. super neat. Yeah, I mean, I there is a core thesis that I feel like runs through all of the games, no matter how silly or grounded they get. But that's something that I want to save for the write-up. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely I'm seeing some parts of it here just in these for a few hours of the original game. But I'm gonna keep playing, see how much it sticks to that. And uh, yeah, I will report back. I'm gonna keep playing these games. I got I'm gonna be playing one for the first time. I got two that I'm gonna replay on 360. Uh, three, I'm gonna play the remaster of, and I don't know how I'm gonna play four. I have it on PS3, but I never played it, so I'm gonna play it on PS3 for a third time. <laughs> so yeah, I'm crazy, but I got like what five months to do it in. So yeah, I'll I'll see you in February. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, um, so yeah, that's enough about Saints Row here. Like I said, I'll be talking about Saints Row a lot in the coming months. Um, but TL, tell us about the last game that you've been diving into the last couple of days. Have you guys heard of this game called Pokemon Unite? For better or worse, yes. <laughs> I really love it. It's, oh, boy. The more I think about it, I think it's my game of the year. And I've been pushing oh. things around a lot. I don't like MOBAs. I, I, I don't think there's a MOBA I like. But I've had so much fun uh, playing Pokemon Unite and, like, and, and, and just doing it. Like I do have my qualms with it. I think the Otter's Hardening is complete trash um but one they added in um uh which is like uh, like i i affirmative called like blastoids uh which is your uncle at the at the cookout like your uncle who who, <laughs> who, who I, specifically I, drinks uh crown royal and has that bag but uses all of his coins in that bag mm-hmm. like that's that's who that like th- that blastoid with like one color that's too bright. <laughs> yes, that blastoid definitely has dominoes in his pockets and wants you to play bones with him at all times, at uh, any moment, bro. <laughs> any moment. Crazy. Yeah, Austin Austin Walker had just like someone photoshopped. Yep, uh, photoshopped this. Someone did it. He's like, thank you. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that Austin Walker tweet just killed me. Yeah, both of y'all were just going off about that Blastoise character. <laughs> Look, I, but we all had that uncle where you're just like, dude, what are you doing? And that Blastoise right. definitely looks like him. Uh, Shout out to Uncle Carnell, man. He had a pink Cadillac. <laughs> that's him. <laughs> uh, you know, I actually think that's my dad, which is even more messed up because I know like, but like, it's like, it's like, as like, my dad would definitely wear it. My dad wore... One of those like weird like pattern suits. I have to show it to you. 
And someone was like, that's fly. It's like, no, that shit's corny. And he like <laughs> he just gets away with it. <laughs> um, hey, man. Confidence can get you through anything. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, but no, I really, really enjoyed that game. Like I said, outside of like maybe Dodgeball Academia and Knockout City, two games I really, really love. I don't think I've had more fun this game than playing this year than playing Pokemon Unite. Um, it is really high on my list, which is funny because it's a free to play game. Um, I I would say like my biggest advice to people is one, don't go in there with any expectations. A lot of times, unless you have a straight up crew, uh, you're going to be playing with randos and people don't know how to play that game. Um, but it's once you learn how to play that game, it's super fun. You'll find a Pokemon that's good for you. And you'll get a chance to enjoy it. Uh, right now, I am, I am like uh, flipping between um, Alolan Nine Tails, um, Alolan Nine Tails. Uh, uh, I almost said Slowbro. I don't use Slowbro. Uh, Crustle, um, Blissey, and uh, Venusaur. So, uh, really love that game. Uh, absolutely. If you haven't played it, check it out. Um, it's a really, really funny game. Bullockers. Well, I did not expect you to come on here and say Pokemon Unite is your potential game of the year. That is scary. <laughs> I really love this game. I'm afraid to see the hours I've put. See, when you get afraid of looking at how many hours you put into a game, that's when it's like, oh no, something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. I I only say that because the only, well, not the only exposure. I've had two types of exposure to this game. I haven't played it myself, but it's either people like you or Ty or other folks that I follow just showing so much love for the game or it's people on YouTube like actually like it's only one YouTube video I've seen from Curio which is a video essayist that I follow she put up a video that was like yo Pokemon Unite is a casino for kids and like had a 20 minute breakdown of it and I'm like shit <laughs> so well, that's how you put money into it. dude I've not put money into it and like they give you enough Basically, they give you enough champions to play in within the rounds that you'd never put any money into. And there's like the loot game to get in there is, is is good enough. But I mean, you can make that argument for any free to play game because like that's literally what it is. Mm -hmm. Like, how is it any more insidious than Fortnite or any other game that does that? Because you can't pay to win. You just pay to get more stuff. Yeah, very, very fair. So that that's why I'm like. I'm not entirely not not believing it, but I'm just like, well, that's all free to play shit, isn't it? So eh, we'll see. I, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I'll try out Unite tonight, but eh, I'll keep I won't I won't categorize it as an all right, all completely bad thing in my brain at the very least. But I know, hey, Al, I know that you like Pokemon a decent bit. Is this a game you ever think you'll try? <laughs> I mean, I'll probably get around to it. <laughs> You say begrudgingly. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, hey, at least you sound you're probably going to be a lot more excited to talk about the next game on here. Uh, sliding past Pokemon Unite. Uh, this next one, not a lot of the things in this game that you catch are Felix instead of Pokemon. <laughs> oh, that was corny as shit. Uh, tell us about the game, bro. <laughs> OK, so I've been playing or I played the I played the first uh, chapter episode. However, however you want to say it, of Life is Strange True Colors. Yeah, man. The hot and, new release of the week. And it is potentially my game of the year. Oh, wow. Okay, here we go. <laughs> hey, it's, I mean, it's, it's on brand for me to say that. 
I mean, yeah, like I expect that from you where Turbo, Mr. I only play good games instead of Titanfall 2, apparently. Uh, <laughs> I said I was joking. You know, I a know. rando came, a rando came at, like, was like trying to be in my mentions to the point where I had to put on there, hey, man, if I don't know you, don't talk like we cool. Like, yeah, nah, I that don't work. <laughs> I saw that dude and I was like, bro, this, this AB conversation, see your way out. Um, right. But yeah, they, uh, so I've heard a lot of good things about True Colors, and it's not that I've been apprehensive, but I just haven't heard the hype for it. So until the reviews came out, I was just like, oh, it seems like it's just going to be another one. But you're loving it just as much as the rest of them, it sounds like. So what exactly about just this first section, without spoilers, of course, that is really tickling your fancy? You're in a, it's, it, it sort of has the feeling, like the, the charm of the, uh, the first Live Strange mm. and like everything right down to the music to the story beats and you're saying the right things (laughs) like as seen in pretty much every trailer for it it's a there's a mystery you have to solve and there's there's like a a character from deck nine's uh love strange game Mm -hmm. yep she's popped up in the trailers too and i've i think i talked about on when how much i love that character specifically so i'm glad she's back would it be a spoiler to say that something that you can do in the game um it depends on if it's a major plot point or if it's just an incidental side thing uh no it's something you can actually turn down in the in the first episode or first chapter okay in that case you're probably safe you can larp in it oh okay that's been in trailers too <laughs> yeah yeah that sounds like really cool it sounds like i mean with deck nine i'm not surprised stuff like larping's in here role play was in before the storm so that's not too big of a stretch but it sounds like like when you're comparing it to the first game, is it, I mean, you probably wouldn't know this from the first section, but a big reason I like Life is Strange, the original at least, is that it is two games at once, and then at the end it makes you choose what ending, you want an ending to this game or the other game. And does it seem like it's going to be, like, is there a, like, we know she has, like, these empathic powers, are the powers and supernatural stuff a prominent part of the story, or is it more just focus on the small town drama and her personal struggles? So far, a bit of a bit of both. Oh, so like when when Alex is overcome by negative emotions, she feels she feels those emotions, and there's a moment in the first chapter where she un, 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 unloads on a guy, and. Oh, wow just makes him almost bloody oh okay that type of unloads <laughs> i thought you were talking verbally <laughs> i didn't know alex had hands she looks so innocent <laughs> well they uh in the video that's going up uh, this already is up on the youtube channel mm-hmm. i recorded the first 35 minutes of the game oh, yeah. and alex is she came she she went through uh foster care group homes mm-hmm. child of the system yeah and one of her one of the lines she mentions like it's just a throwaway throwaway line is so people a lot of people in group homes fight you have to learn how to defend yourself yo that's that's actually pretty hardcore holy hell huh all right i i did not expect that out of this game i thought it was gonna be for some reason it just seems so wholesome looking just from oh. the out- yeah, the the first like they have they have this I they they have these things in the game these 
mom- things called moments of calm. Hmm. Okay. Where are you? Like the first one was that is in the video and the on and the, on the channel. It's just okay. you look like just taking in the sights of Haven or Haven Springs. Is it similar to like in the first game where you could just like find somewhere to sit down and then the camera just pans while you're just taking a seat? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Okay. In that case, I guess it is like kind of living up to this wholesome view I have of it. It just seemed like there was going to be conflict, but the conflict was going to be low impact and not stressful enough to take away from just the chill, relaxed vibe that I was getting from several of the trailers. But it seems like things are a little bit more, out, not serious, a little bit less uh, soft, I guess. Because like I, I fuck with a soft game. Like Let me tell you about Knockout City. Actually, that's not really soft, but... Uh, <laughs> There's plenty of games that I like that are just like, you know, nice and innocent and just got a good vibe to it. But I'm I expect- Knockout City is not at all yeah. nice or innocent. Not, I mean, Knockout City is innocent. It's not nice. It's very much so aggressive. But like, I, well, I was thinking of a different game. I forget what it's called. It's something I played on Steam. Uh, if I think of it, I'll come back to you. But uh, in any case, yeah, it seems like it's not quite sticking up to that. And it seems you're really enamored with the game. So uh, okay. is this? Yeah, go ahead. So the first Life, Life is Strange game, um, there are many bangers on that on that soundtrack. Ah, uh, yeah. Like uh, To All of You, um, Obstacles, Crosses by uh, Jose Gonzalez. Oh, man. Jose Gonzalez, the goat. Uh, there's a song. The first lo- first song you hear in the game is is called is a song called "Home" by Gabriel Applin. I looked it up and have been pl- listening to it nonstop for the past 24-48 hours. Oh my god! <laughs> like it, I put in the chat, like, uh, well, here, here's the next song I'm listening listen to three hundred times. <laughs> and like it's the song is so uplifting, and like combine it with the scenery and like everything that's going on mm, and saying words I, that i like i, I won't like I'll, I'll, I'll end with this mm-hmm. um the the first chapter you you save the day with a comic book okay that, that <laughs> you get from another character but then then there's an emotional very like hard-hitting emotional gut punch that is the catalyst for the rest of the game Ooh, okay all right, you're you're teasing me, man. I might have to hop on this. Damn it, <laughs> I'm really trying to because the money is about to come out of my account for Death Loop, so I'm really trying to just chill for a minute. But I love Life is Strange. You know, you and me both are really big fans, so we'll we'll see we'll see when I'm able to get to it. But I know before we start talking about Game of the Year stuff in December, I will definitely have to get on this. Uh, well, now, yeah, go ahead. The thing that just makes me happy, I, I own the game and will angry that I have that I own the game. I I had already it had already shipped out from Gamefly. Oh damn. <laughs> you just had to have it as soon as it came out, huh? Yeah. Like Graden message message like he put a message in the chat saying, Hey Alan, how's Life Strange uh, True Colors or how's True Colors? I'm like, I don't know. Didn't didn't buy it. And then I just realized I think I should buy it. And went went and just bought it. Yeah, yeah, I saw you post that receipt in chat. I'm like, oh boy, this man and his impulses. But hey, it looks like it's paying off for this time. So good on you, man. Good on you. Um, I'll I'll ask real quick before we go on to the uh, to the main topic. Uh, TL, are you at all interested in caring about Life is Strange, True Colors, anything? 
I have not played a Life is Strange yet. Um, I do want to play True Colors. I don't know. I just I I was late on Life is Strange one, and then I heard a lot of negative backlash to Life is Strange two. Like nothing like I don't think nothing like deeply negative. I think people, a lot of people said it was like a, almost like a step back in the story um, from the first game. So I I just have been cool on the series. I've been wanting to uh, play Life is Strange. Uh, I, I, I've been thinking about playing True Colors. I've heard nothing but good things. I've seen everybody talk about like how emotional it is. And knowing me, I'm probably going to play it and then just cry for a whole week. <laughs> um, so that's going to be neat. So I probably will give it a shot, honestly. Um, Life is Strange 2 was a little too woke. Life is Strange 2? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it felt and, like, like, yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, I'm just saying that, like, it's when, when I first played Life is Strange back in 2019, like, right, right early, like, very early in the year, mm-hmm. I got, I got messed up play, playing, like, binging those games, like, binging the first game, first game in, like, three days. Yeah. It's a lot of emotions in a small time frame. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah, I I say, uh, I mean, try out True Colors. I feel like it's going to be, you know, high up on a lot of people's lists. So I'm going to try it out. I think other people should try it out. But if you've never played A Life is Strange, I think you really should try the first one because that's Mm -hmm. the catalyst. Like that is the because there's a lot of negative feedback on the first one, which I also understand. But if you are a fan of either of the two genres that it tries to juggle, then you might find it compelling. Okay. Yeah, there's I don't I can't think of a single game or even movie or TV show that's like it. It is something really it's special. Whether or not it's great, it's special. So <laughs> I think it's great, but I can understand the other perspectives. But um speaking of things that are pretty great, greatness was awaiting us for several days until this Thursday came around and PlayStation delivered a lot of well. They delivered pretty well. Let me not even gas them up. (laughs) Did they? Like, okay, we can. I mean, there's obviously things that we can talk about that are great, but it it was a it was a very ho hum stuff until they were like, oh, but here's our here's our folks. Like it was Mm -hmm. just like, okay, this is neat, and then here's our people, right? It was definitely like, all right, let 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 let's send out the third parties to get all the flack, and then we'll come in and save the day. It, it totally felt like that for the. Uh, for by the way, if you didn't know, we're in the topic of the show. This is the PlayStation <laughs> uh, showcase we're talking about here, the 2021 showcase, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just overall, we'll we'll just start off overall with a just a couple of impressions. But I really do think this is like a B tier presentation where. You know, I know Al really blew up for the first official announcement that happened, and a lot of people blew up for that announcement. But for me, I was like, all right, I know that's a big one. But then everything else here is stuff that we've seen too much. Shout out to Deathloop <laughs> and or or either Deathloop or uh, what is it? Extraction. Uh, I forget what it's called. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction. Oh, like, yeah. It's, it's like I don't need to see that again. And just a bunch of other ones like uh gta 5 like we see gta 5 again and it's not like we've seen the next gen version a whole lot it's just more that none of us can get it up for gta 5 because it's been out for 
what a decade? That game More is ten that? years old. That game is ten. It's a ten year old game. It's been on three different. It's been on three three different generations. Yeah, like, it it's was so at the. Old. It, I, well, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you recap, and I'll, I'll give my my overall yeah. thoughts on the on the stuff. But yeah, continue, it's continue, it's definitely it, it's a super old game. So it, it was just a lot of stuff that we've either seen before or didn't feel like a megaton announcement on the level that people were hyping this up to be. Uh, and it wasn't until the very end where we got the biggest heavy hitters and the biggest surprises. And even that was like the last 10 minutes of the show. So uh, it was fine. There's there, a lot of these games I will play, even the ones that I talk shit on their presentations. Like I'm playing the shit out of Deathloop on Tuesday. So. You know, it's not that big a deal, but man, overall, the presentation could have been better paced, if not just better overall. Um, what about you, Al? Overall, what would you think about the presentation? I, I mean, I was hoping to see more Horizon, even though we already got the new release date. Hmm. Because I was, I spent about, I was watching the pre-show, or not the pre-show, the like an hour and a half loop that IGN had on. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was like the trailers. Them showing like the game, and I realized, oh, it's that character that I, I, I oh, I didn't, didn't think he so he survived. <laughs> I was gonna try to make a joke saying, like, specifically this episode that I made sure I went, made sure, reinstalled God of War and Horizon. I realized I've already, I already did that. <laughs> I literally have nothing in my way to, well, some things in my way to go and finish those games. Yeah, after True Colors, maybe <laughs> we'll see, and a couple other releases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, but in all seriousness, Kotor. Yeah, that is that is the starting point, man. I, I knew you would explode for that because you were always we got like ten seconds, <laughs> <laughs> ten glory seconds. I mean, I, and I'm gonna keep. Yeah, it we real got ten you. seconds of Kotor. You think that's gameplay? I don't think that's gameplay. I think. Oh no! no it's no. animatic. No one knows yeah, yeah. the gameplay is that. The, no one knows what the gameplay is mm-hmm. of that game, which is... I mean, y'all think they're going to stick with turn-based, or you think they're going to hybridize it like no. Final Fantasy VII? Or... Who's the studio that's doing it? That's my question. Because uh, I'm with Al. I love... Uh, if you guys have never played KOTOR, it's one of the greatest video games uh, ever made. It is, to me, the Bio- it is Bioware's best video game to me. Just hands down. Um, it's... And the sequel is Obsidian's best game to be. Like, they're very fun game, very interesting worlds. If you played Mass Effect and really liked Mass Effect, a lot of the stuff that's built off in Mass Effect are just from Kotor. Hmm. Like, same, same with uh, Dragon Age Origins. Mm, um, it, it's, it's Kotor is so good. Um, I wonder if it is Bioware doing it. I wonder if they are doing the design stuff that they've done now. Because, again, this isn't a remaster. This is a remake. I am very cautious when I hear the word remake with studios, especially studios who have who've gone away from their design like ethos from like previous like, generations. Because, like... I'm going to break your heart real quick because I know the developer who's doing it. <laughs> who's doing it? It is Asper Media who you might know from such classics as the Star Wars Republic Commando re-release, the Star Wars Jedi Knight Academy 1 and 2 re-releases, the Stubbs the Zombie Rebel Without a Pulse re-releases, and the Ruby Grim Eclipse re-release, and the Civilization 6 mobile port. So that's what you're dealing with. Well, (laughs) you know, hey, look, at least it will be in a new system. (laughs) That's what I'm going to say to that. 
True. I actually have good news about that. About Aspear mm-hmm. making the game or remaking the game. Yeah, I've been following this this remake this remake for quite a while now. Like whether it's via um, rumors and various stuff. Yeah, Keep they've hired a bunch of former Bioware folks. Okay. So they ha- they have pe- they have enough veterans who who know how the game was like who who worked on co- the original Kotor and mm. at, okay. um after the the showcase Sid Schumann talked to the lead the pro- the project lead and he kind of broke some people's hearts probably mine and TL's saying that it's a remake and like complete remake and various sites have been running running the story that it's going to be they're ditching the original combat system and going with a more modern one more action based maybe that's what i want yeah it's probably going to be more look you saw the other jrpg that came on this on this first conference what we've learned is japan saw near automata saw it made all the money and was like oh yeah that's what rpgs are now because every RPG now is just Nier Automata. I love that for me personally. Because <laughs> Nier Automata is a top five or maybe probably top ten game of all time for me. So, and I do not like RPGs, like the strict like Final Fantasy, like that type of RPG. I am not really interested in. And I didn't get interested until I saw, oh, they all have hack and slash combat like Nier Automata. Thank God for Platinum. Thank God for Square for... Thank God to Yoko Taro for starting that trend, pretty much. So, um, yeah, if this new one has, I hope it's not because I was on a different show and someone else was saying, like, oh, man, I hope the combat is like uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I hope they don't go that nope. far with it. Yeah, I, I, I don't want that at all. Yeah, that would be just that wouldn't feel right for what this is. But just make it to where I, I only have to think in the moment rather than strategize like a bunch of turns like. I would love it. So time will tell. Uh, I'm. Sh- I bet we won't see anything from this until maybe this time next year. <laughs> yeah, there's no way this is coming out soon. Um, I'll give my thoughts on this press conference. I thought it was fun. Um, I think the news that I wish I would have heard were, "Hey, we're making PS5s more available. Here's a PS5 showcase. Now you can actually go buy it." Uh, because like, again, some of that stuff at the end. Uh. I'm not advocating Robin P, but you know, I need <laughs> there's a, a will, there's a way. <laughs> um, uh, I will say, I really, man, okay, look, I feel like it's a safe space. I really like Forspoken, I think that world looks really cool. Oh, I hell love, yeah. I love, like, I love, like, stupid fantasy stuff, especially black people of fantasy worlds. However, mm-hmm. that lady was in that world and her hair was straight the whole time, and I'm just like, bruh. No, she would have been there two days. It would have been like, no, I got to handle this. So unless they either they give me a storyline or y'all need to get some like get a black woman in the office one day. Be like, hey, if you got stranded, how are you looking? Because that like her hair was perfect straight the whole time in that fantasy world. And I was like, does she have time to go back to New York and straighten it every day? Or like, what's going on here? Because. She flies That's in the air and everything too. She's drying that shit out. Like, no way that shit's still straight. <laughs> no, I know. Like, when <laughs> I, I was just thinking about it because I saw my little. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember when I was a kid 
and I had hair, and like if it just got wet, it was just like, well, screw me, because it's just all nappy now, and I'm going to hate the next five minutes of cutting, of getting my hair combed, and just being like, this is torture. I hate it. And like she was just like everything just laid perfect. I'm like, bruh, God. come on. Uh, but I mean, I like I said, everything other than like I would say the the final three stuff um, was just like. Well, well, final three, three of the four stuff. I was just like, oh, this is really <laughs> great. Like, this is just like, eh. Um, like you said, the Tiny Tina thing. I'm not a big. I've never played Borderlands, so like yeah. every time I see it, I'm just like, I guess. And Guardians of the Galaxy, because we were doing all that E3 stuff, yeah. like, because uh, Emmy helped me with the E3 stuff. And mm-hmm. me being so mad about it, but every time I see it now, I'm just like, I don't want it. I don't care. I don't care. There's n- <laughs> you will never make me care about this game. So I don't like. I agree with you, Emmett. I don't understand why they were doing all these games that it wasn't like you were showing more information. You were just like, remember Here this? you go, <laughs> and it was like cool. Yeah, I really didn't understand why they had all these. Like, a lot of these games, like I said, they were cool. They have appeal. Like, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy, I I said it earlier, it's uh, like Platinum Games when they used to make either a dud or a banger. This is like right in between. This is is like close. It's equally close to being a Legend of Korra video game or Nier Automata. It's equally close to both of those, and I won't know until it drops. So, yeah, and that trailer, it just, the jokes didn't land. It was a bunch of stuff, but yeah, overall, the the conference was like whatever, or it was a a pretty good whatever, a, a couple steps above whatever, but there, the things that we're losing our minds about, I don't think we're strong enough to dig the entire press conference out. So, uh, from there, uh, we talked about Old Republic. Uh, TL, was there anything else you want to talk about Star Wars before we move on to the next point? Um, like I said, with Star Wars, like I said, I very much love the Old Republic. I mean, I love that world. Uh, so I'm very inter- interested in seeing that. Like, Al, um, uh, I, I, I want to see more. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, can we stop? <laughs> like, and this is just like, this is me begging anyone at Rockstar, just stop. I don't need to play Grand Theft Auto Five again. I think that game. I think the game is actually dated now. Like as I watch it, oh, and yeah. like especially when the Franklin stuff became memeable, like two years ago, and I was just like, "Oh no, this sucks!" Like this is like, <laughs> it's like you brought up Dave Chappelle earlier. This is like Dave Chappelle talking about you know why people quoting his skits back at him, and I'm like, "Oh, this sucks. I don't. I don't want any of this." <laughs> um. Yeah, we really could use a new one of these games. I don't ever want to go to. I I saw like the the thing said like Welcome back to Los Santos. I'm like, we never left. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean Welcome back? We are stuck here. Free me from Los Santos. I mean, I think that's the thing that they're missing the point on. Where I, they make these games every what like. Well, they used to make them every year, and now they're, you know, more so every generation or so they try to go for it. But Mm. these games are responses to what's going on in America at the time. So, like, they're trying to get back the people who are not playing the online. They're trying to hook them back with a new next-gen version of one of their favorite single players that they've ever played. But the themes and the ideas and the satire in GTA V is no longer relevant in 2021. Like, aggressively no longer relevant. Considering the last year, (laughs) the thing is, right? This is the first. This was this was when it first came out. The first game 
where I had to sit and think about like, wait, who are writing these games? Because I'm playing with my dad and my sister. My sister loves all the Grand Theft Auto games, right? Like this is her bag. A Grand Theft Auto yep. game comes out, she buys it. Um, and we're just playing it. And you know, and how the ambient talk is when you walk around the city, it's done is N word, N word, N word, right? Mm-hmm. And I will never forget my dad. This is Christmas Day, coming into the living room, watching us play, and him, a guy who, who lived in the poverty-stricken part of Philadelphia, <laughs> looks at the game. He goes. Man, they don't need to say the N-word that much, do they? And just walks off. And it <laughs> messed me up. I was just like, they don't. And then you think about who wrote the game. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why are we just giving people passes to do this? And this is the only game that they have brought out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> now, I will say they, they brought it back around with Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, same people yes. wrote that. And God, that game is one of the best written things I've played. Um but Jesus, yeah. It, so that's that really is what frustrates me. And also the fact that I remember back in the day when GTA 5 was coming to PS4 and I was all excited and I was like, oh, man, I, if just bring it back here, bring it with 60 frames per second because it's the next generation and I'll be there. And then it wasn't 60 frames. So I was like, all right, not going to replay this. And it's been an entire generation. We have another trailer where they delayed it from coming out this year anyway. And. They still don't even want to say the phrase 60 frames per second. That's literally, that's the only thing that will make me care about this remaster or port or however they want to characterize it. Um, I'm not playing the online portion. I That has come and passed me at this point. I'm not about to hop in there and figure out all of its intricacies. So just weird. It's, it's weird that it's here. It's weird that it had to get delayed, which I understand COVID messed up a lot of production pipelines. So, you know, all due respect to them, but it's the same game. <laughs> And it's been the same for eight years. So don't I know think, what's up with that. Yeah. I think the best way to describe um like no new GTA game being games being made right now. Mm-hmm. Just the recycling of five is the whole thing that was going on last year with uh Jim the ne- the at the time next on film. Like the writers were like um, Yeah, did some of the writers leave or something? No, it wasn't that they left. Um they thought they looked at the like the they said basically they more or less said the current state of the world is too ridiculous is they're like they're, things are too much like the films and like there's nothing to draw inspiration from mm-hmm. yeah yeah they were the world is moving too fast and it's too ridiculous that you can't make satire because real life is too crazy <laughs> yeah I, I i remember them saying that in some interview the other year but I don't know, man. I still just because it'd be harder to do doesn't mean they shouldn't. And I know it's hard now that their head writers are gone and they don't know where to go. But I'd I'd take another crack at it. I mean, their whole thing is like they don't they don't satire the word. They satire like gangster films. You could easily do you could you could easily satire like a modern gangster film or like do something like because it's not even I don't know. It's just it's so frustrating, mainly because I also wasn't the hugest fan of GTA five. I, I think Franklin is easily the best character. I think Michael sucks and like get to play a, a lot of the game as Michael. I think he's a, a terrible protagonist. I mean, it's less that Franklin's the best character is that Franklin's the least bad character. Yeah. 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 In my opinion, I I'm also a, a person who I don't like GTA five, but I feel like it is it's good, but I don't like what it's trying to do. I think that's, that's perfect. That's a perfect way of saying that. 
Yeah, because I, I, because it's one of those games where I'm like, I just hate this outright, and other people like this. So I've watched like video essays about the story and stuff, and I'm like, all right, I see what it's trying to do, and it succeeds at that. I hate that perspective, yeah. <laughs> and it just makes me very salty. So, uh, if anything, now that we've had all these years of you know gangster media, crime media, and also black media just in general, like I keep saying this until somebody takes me seriously. Put the next GTA in Atlanta. Pull from the show. And make it weird like that. I'm not saying have Donald Glover in it and be that direct, yeah. but that vibe would work. You could do Atlanta. You could do a GTA in Baltimore. You could do a GTA mm -hmm. in Chicago. Like, there's so many like cities. What's weird? <laughs> Imagine a Chirac GTA and there's oh. like a Kanye West mission. Oh, my you Christ. You know there's going to be a Kanye West mission. <laughs> you know there's going to be. Oh, man. There's just so much things like. I, I think if you do next GTA, I think you do kind of yeah, I think you have to go more into like quote unquote urban like culture, like go into like a hub. Like even if you did Atlanta, right? Let's say you did Atlanta, you could do the whole like southeast. You can do like Atlanta, Miami, and that way you'd be able to go back to um uh Vice City, right? Like you'd be able to go back to to Miami and you could do like the whole southeastern thing, and then you can still do the thing of like Oh, we're gonna just drive because, like, outside of, like Miami, Jacksonville, and Atlanta, a lot of that's just like road. And mm -hmm. I know that because I just drove it, right? So, like, <laughs> it's like there's you could still just have like those contemplated moments of just going through. But there's just I wish I really wish they would just get out of Los Santos. I hate Los Santos now. It's just like this sucks. This sucks. We're all tired I hate of it. it. The mm -hmm. rumor, the rumor was just to wrap it up. The rumor was like Vice City. But now, now that you're talking like, oh man, what if they just did the southeast? And now I'm thinking about, oh yeah, San Andreas did let you go to like two or three states. So I'm like, yeah, they could, if they really want to do something crazy, I would love it if they did something like that. Where we're not just in Miami, we can dip around a little bit. But hey, we got another 12 years <laughs> yep. with this one. So you know, we'll see what they decide to bring to us later on here also shout out to saints road the reboot that's coming out in a couple months in february they are gonna fucking eat because rockstar has left the door wide open for crime for open world crime games so good for them <laughs> uh let's see here so actually uh we we mentioned forespoken a little bit i'd like to switch over to forespoken real quick yeah. um because i really liked how that game looks uh now this one now i'm a little bit excited just because uh both Gary Witta and Amy Henning are writing on this one. Oh and yeah, it, it's it's almost yeah. like a, a Voltron of like tremendous people working on it, right? Yeah, it's a bunch of big notable names, and uh, I'm just because it looks just gameplay wise is hitting the prototype slash infamous vibes that I like, where you're f flying, gliding, swinging, just traversing in the air in a very smooth looking way, and there's a bunch of magical powers and a lot of combat. Like gameplay wise, this is totally my shit. I initially I was very scared about oh it's it's this mystical land and it's like this high fantasy and oh you're the chosen one and I, I just never go for that like I, I'm just never about that type of aesthetic but getting the main character having her be from the modern world kind of like what is it Black Knight with Martin Lawrence yeah uh, yeah that's a reference there's so <laughs> many there's so many isekais out now you could named any anime and you went with black knight i, I get it that's though. the one I that i it. would think of i i i don't know martin lawrence is a part of my life uh, <laughs> but many, yeah. i love i love that movie 
Exactly. Yeah, that one's a I, I wouldn't call it a classic. I was about to, but it's a fun one. Um, but yeah, now that since it's someone from the real world getting put into this setting, they can kind of be a little bit of like my perspective on it to where I'm looking at all this shit as an outsider as well as them. Uh, so it has me a little bit more interested in it. And it's coming out way sooner than I thought, like this coming spring 22. Uh, that's going to be a fucking hoot. So, yeah, very much so looking forward to this one. Uh, how about y'all? Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I, I have problems with some of the design stuff, but that doesn't mean I, I'm not really looking forward to it. Uh, the cast is so good. Um, so I the main Janina character is the bad guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, like, let's go. Like, <laughs> I love that. Um, but also, like I said, uh, the the main the main uh, actress uh, Frey is played by Ella uh, Blansky, um, which I think Charlie's Angels sucked the remake for 2019. <gasps> that is who that is. I did not yeah. put that together until right now. <laughs> yeah, but I thought she was good in it. <laughs> um, huh. uh, but yeah, I, I I think she's really great. Um, uh, I think the game, like you said, I think the game looks gorgeous, and I'm just like, please give me a PS5. I want to play it. It seems so much fun. Um, and like, this is the fantasy I like, where it is a mix of like not just high fantasy; it's like a realistic fantasy uh, into it. And I and I'm I'm in I'm in I'm all the way in. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I am also in. Uh, Al, how about you? This is one where you're keeping an eye out for it or hopping on it as soon as it comes out. Like, what's your vibe on it? Okay, so when the showcase was going on, um, me and Javon were basically the only ones in the in the VG chat, uh, like just freaking out to every, to, to the announce big announcements. Mm-hmm. I see Forspoken. I immediately mute my TV and just turned and, and watched like watched the uh, Kotor trailer again. <laughs> but just looking at it now, I think I'm in because hey. uh, Cuff. Is played by Jonathan Cake, who is playing Shade on Stargirl right now. Oh shit! I didn't even put that together either. Huh? And Gina Gavankar is in it. Yeah, she's the big bad at the end of that. She's the big bad. What a great reveal, by the way, of like introducing the big bad. Like, mm-hmm. oh. yeah. It. I will say it, it, that introduction kind of felt a little weird to me because it felt like, oh, this is a big reveal. And it didn't because I don't have a connection to the game yet because I haven't played it, nor do I know that much about it. Having that reveal is like, this is, I know it's supposed to be impactful, but I don't feel anything yet. But I'm sure in game that's going to hit. I will say, here's the cool thing about it, right? The cool thing about this about this whole thing. Um, remember that Harry Potter game is supposed to be coming out next year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh god. So if you wanted your Harry Potter, but you know, you don't want a sort of transphobe, uh <laughs> might I suggest <laughs> might I suggest uh this game. Yeah, this definitely feels like if you want to cast some spells and do some fantastical shit like that, hop on this, definitely. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. JK uh, just just not just no, just no. Hey, That's get what the JK stands for. <laughs> La- lady, get off Twitter. You need to you just need to, man. I'm just tired of people using that platform to burn their money. Uh, like <laughs> that that one studio head who just decided, oh, I just don't want a job anymore. Let yeah, me tweet some dude. wild shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, y'all just come on this app and be like, 
mm, what if I just burned a thousand dollars right now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, just tell what? it on yourselves. Like, I, I, I have no idea. God, like you could. Oh man, pe- people do it to themselves, and it's hilarious. And it's also like keep doing it so we can know who you are and push right. it out. But like, oh my God, it's so easy to not do. <laughs> It's oh, just man. so easy. All he had to do was literally not say anything. I'm not even going to say, like, all he had to do was just say whatever he was like. No, he just didn't have to say anything. But yeah. then he was like, I'm going to absolutely des- say what I want. I wish someone stopped him before spoken those words out of his mouth. I That did not flow as much as I wanted it to. So I'm going to flow to the next topic here. <laughs> um, let's see here. I mean, real quick one. We we mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't think do any of us have more to say about Guardians because I, I I'm on a wait and see train. Like I don't think it's outright bad, but I ain't excited about it. We'll see if it pops off when the reviews come off. I've already said all I'm going to say about Guardians in June. I will never talk about that game again. Care for <laughs> it? It looks really bad. Fair enough. Or I mean, I don't know if you're on the same exact wavelength, Val. But what you feel about Guardians? I I want to give it a try because. Like, I still have the pre-order, my pre-order from when it got announced. And it's hmm. literally the only pre-order I have on my Xbox. <laughs> Funny enough. Um, I, I want to support... Um, oh, wait. the uh, Is it Eidos Montreal? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I, I was about to say, oh, they're part of Square Enix. They'll be fine. But then I remember what happened to Hitman. So, uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I I think the game is going to sell decently no matter what. It's a Marvel property. Like, I know that, you know, the Avengers didn't do that well or as well as they were hoping for, but everyone knows this is single player. Everyone loves Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's going to be fine. I just don't know if it's going to be, I don't know. I just don't know if it's going to be like a Spider-Man level experience because once you say single player Marvel game, that is the that is the bar people are holding it up to to Spider-Man. So don't think it's gonna hit that, but hopefully it's not too too far under it. Um but hey, we'll 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 see what happens with that later on. They gotta work on that writing, I say. But uh look, man, here's my biggest <laughs> thing. Uh yeah. I, I didn't want to go into this, but Peter Quill is not movie Peter Quill. It only works Quill because of like who Chris um uh, Pratt Pratt is, right? Yeah. That's the only reason why movie Peter Quill works. But Peter Quill's not like the quippy one-liner dude. He's like, mm, it's just bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, we'll see if they can squeeze something out of here. Because you're playing as Peter Quill in this game only. So maybe they mute his personality a little bit so it can be more of a surrogate. But uh, I don't know. I'm not holding out too much hope. But one thing that I think people will have probably a slightly better time with, even though I still think this is kind of mediocre. Uh, Alan Wake Remastered, that finally got confirmed. Uh, of course, it got leaked a couple days ahead of time, and then it got confirmed after the leak. But now we finally have a date, October 5th. It's coming to PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and of course, the Xbox consoles as well as PC on the Epic Store. Uh, so yeah, anybody... I know I just had a hot take saying Alan Wake is mediocre. I think the story is good, but gameplay-wise, it is kind of meh uh well what do y'all think about alan wake are y'all gonna play this remaster did you play the original what's what's the thoughts on it i played the original um i think it's wild to me that it became this cult classic because it was the Dorosol game y'all remember that <laughs> yeah the dlc 
Yeah, this was the Duracell. Wait, this game was it always mid. It was a mid game. Like, it's yeah. fine. Like, I think it's. I I understand why there's a cult uh, following behind it, but like, this isn't. This is the type of. If I saw this as a movie, I'd be like, all right, that was a pretty cool movie. But as a game, it's like, God, I had to play through all that to get to this. <laughs> it, it just feels like, man, just pick a different medium, and I would have liked this a lot more. But, uh, yeah, I, all the. The main thing that I do remember from it is all of the Energizer branding, like the what they had like some weird sidekick in the commercials that they were advertising on the TVs in game. Like yeah. the t- inside of the car, they had Microsoft Sync, if you remember that. So yeah. like all of the brands were going off, but I'm sure a lot of that will be gone for the remaster. Um, the thing that's like wild to me about all this is they keep trying to make Alan Wake a franchise when no one wants it to be a franchise. Like, this is the Control thing, right? Like, people lost their mind when they saw Alan Wake in Control. Then what was that weird remedy, like, the half, half game, half show Oh, thing? Quantum Break. Quantum Break, which yeah. is also tied to Alan Wake. Like, it, what am I missing about Alan Wake? That's what I wanted. <laughs> I, I, I really don't understand why... I don't understand the cult following for Alan Wake. Like, I can understand what they're latching onto. I just don't know why that is so special to form a community around. <laughs> That's just me. Um, how about you, Al? Are, I think we've talked about Alan Wake in the past, but you think you're going to hop onto this remaster? They were so close. They just, they just could have, they, they should have called it Alan Woke remastered. <laughs> or Alan, Alan is now remastered and woke for 2022. <laughs> Or 2021. He's Wheat Mastered and Woke. Like, I, that's just a funny context because it's like, all right, so what, what, was he saying slurs in the original? <laughs> like, what's up now? I mean, I did mention to you uh, a few days ago the, mm-hmm. wait, how, the interpretation that some people have with the game. That is true, where him shooting a bunch of dark figures is kind of weird uh, in a small rural town. Like, yeah, I understand that. That comparison is a little bit weird. And quite frankly, I don't think they're going to do anything to change that in this one. But uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I'm happy people for for me as a big control fan and Alan Waite being connected to control. I'm happy that this is going to be a good gateway drug into control because control is fantastic and i think everyone should try it uh but just as an alan wake thing it's whatever to me people are saying oh alan wake 2 that's coming on the way this is why they're doing a remaster i really hope it's a control 2 featuring alan wake that's the most i want (laughs) uh because control is the franchise that is worth salvaging from that but uh that's enough on that i feel like we just pissed off a bunch of alan wake people so apologies um well here's some more good news well, actually, we'll just get this out the way real quick. Gran Turismo 7, anybody care? <laughs> cars! Did you want to see cars? These cars look good. For, don't look at Ferrari's car. Look at our car. Cars. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, genuinely I, how I feel. I, I Every time I think of uh, Gran Turismo, I remember my buddy uh, Eric playing Gran Turismo 4 uh, and doing the Le Mans race with a 24-hour race. And legit doing the full 24 hours. And I was like, bruh, no. no. That's psycho behavior. No. <laughs> mm, I, I don't know what happens to a man's psyche before and after that. But uh, yeah, this is not the card game I was hoping to see. Like, I knew it would be here. They, they've been needing to release this game. Much like GTA, there was not a proper number, a properly numbered Gran Turismo game on the entire last generation. 
Um, Gran Turismo 6 was a PS3 game. So glad they're finally getting some food, but I don't care. I Honestly, I was betting because they've been really quiet about it the last two years. Dangerous Driving 2. <laughs> I was hoping for that, which I know no one cares about Dangerous Driving because that game came and went, but they said that they were working on it. They said it was going to be more detailed. They were going for open world. I thought this would have been a cool place to show it if it looked impressive, but not quite yet. I bet next year. So we'll see on that. But hey, if you like cars, Gran Turismo 7, it comes March 4th, just months after Gran Turismo, or not Gran Turismo, uh, Forza, uh, fuck, what's the next one? Horizon 5? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's going to come months after that. So you probably already got your car fixed at that point. But hey, for the people who've been waiting since Gran Turismo 6, bingo, bingo. Um, Let's see, getting through the rest of these big ones or smaller ones. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo trailer. What did we think about this one? Because this one, I'm, I, I feel like I'm seeing more of this game, and the more I see about it, the less I feel like I know. <laughs> it, it went from it's spooky to, oh, I'm probably never going to play this game, and then people are going to be like, yeah, it's a good six out of ten. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah. Are you kind of feeling the same vibe, Al? Okay, I'll be honest. When I, when this, when they show the trailer for this, I thought I thought it had to do with um, the rapture. I'll, I'll be honest. That's all. That's what I thought it had to do with. But when it said Ghostwire Tokyo, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that exists. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's the case too. We, like, we see it like once a year for the last like two or three years. Nothing. I I, I have no ill will against the game because it had um what's your name from like when who. Oh yeah! Oh Lord, the the cute girl that everyone lost their shit about during E three. I forget her name. Ikuri Nakamura, I want to say. Yeah, Nakamura-san. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, Nakamura-san, because she's the yep. one who goes, "It's spooky," and then like, "Yep, yep, it it no. is." So it's, you know, it's even more spookier. Like this kind of. Sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, because when when that original trailer, it looked super spooky. It looked super interesting. And then the more I've seen and following trailers, it's, it feels less like Siren or, I don't know, uh, Silent Hill. It feels less of that vibe. Now I'm getting more vibes of, like, Fear 2, <laughs> where it's like, it's, it's a spooky action game. That's the vibe I have now, which is, could still be cool, could still be a lot of fun to play, but spooky action game isn't going to hit the same because being an action game is going to cancel out some of that spooky. So I don't know, man, we'll, we'll see what happens with it. I hope it comes out soon. I still don't think they gave us a date here. Uh, I'm actually click this link real quick. I'm not sure. Um, they said it was coming 2022, but they're still not ready for a date, which feels weird. Like they, I mean, once again, COVID has messed up a lot of dates, so I don't want to judge too much. And it's still only a 2020 date on there. There's no full month. But I don't know. It feels like ever since she left, uh, Akumi Nakamura, ever since she left, it feels like the game just is in not limbo, but it's just slowing down production somehow. So maybe they like direction, but we'll find out next year. I don't know. I, I have a feeling that if this game does poorly, at least one person will say, will refer to the game as, we'll try to work in be the game, like them go, ghosting the game. Oh, <laughs> this game is gone ghost. <laughs> More like Ghostwire Nokia, you know what I mean? Nah, that sounds like the cell phone. Never mind. Um, hmm. All right, from there, um, another probably very quick one. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction. 
none of us is any excitement about that, right? Nope. Yeah, I, I'm indifferent. Uh, Al, anything to say about that? Um, I have nothing to say about Ubisoft. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> Even better point. Yeah, Ubisoft. They're they're kind of in the doghouse right now. So yeah. Um, so look, yeah, Ubisoft, you better be glad. You better be glad that fucking Activision is all everything on fire. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck, oh, man. They, there's a lot of shit going on fire. It's a damn shame. But um, well, I was just about to say this developer isn't on fire, but eh, Randy Pitchford, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, uh, got some gameplay here. Um, I don't know, man. You you talked about it earlier, TL. You're not really a Borderlands person. I have been historically a big Borderlands person. I loved one. I loved two. I loved. I really loved Tales from the Borderlands. When three came out, for whatever reason, it just wasn't hitting. And I regret it to this day because I, I bought the season pass. I bought the game at launch. I was ready for it. And then I got like 10 levels into the game. and was like, eh, it's fine. And I haven't gone back yet. So this trailer looks fun. It looks interesting. But like, I just don't know if I can get it up for Borderlands overall right now. But um, hey, Wanda Sykes is a robot. So that's cool. I yeah. like that idea. You know, um, you're talking about data humor. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this felt like really early 2000s internet humor mm -hmm. it feels yeah. really dated i'm sorry like i where do i see it i want people who are my age people who are 30 and older to know that we are 30 and older <laughs> and what we considered comedy and funny when we were literal kids that has been over 20 years ago now like i i used to work at a bar very recently mm -hmm. and i had this conversation because like the owner wanted to listen to like lip biscuit radio and i was like dude we're in our 30s. And a lot of people our age don't give a shit about Lip Biscuit, let alone these kids who really don't care about Lip Biscuit. Yeah. I wonder if that's Biscuits at this point. <laughs> it's like, oh, I want to have something that's that, that's nostalgic to you. Like, that's our youth. That's not their youth. Their youth was our like 20 year old. Like, they're nostalgic <laughs> for like, they're nostalgic for Odd Future, like the original Odd Future <laughs> yeah, or stuff like oldie. that, you know? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very the humor in Borderlands overall just doesn't really stick with me too much. And I don't know, man, if they can because Borderlands 2 had the same type of humor, but the story underneath it was really compelling and really went some cool places. So I think I've been I've been toying with the idea of getting back into Borderlands 3 just because I haven't tried the PS5 version. Uh, maybe it'll be a good podcast game. We'll see. But I don't know. Tiny Tina coming out very soon, sooner than I would have thought. But uh, it just looks like more Borderlands to me. Uh, Al, is that Borderlands tickling, tickling your fancy at all? Or Wonderlands, I should say. Um, well, actually, yeah, I was actually thinking you should put in, you should work into the, when you post this on the site, the post I wrote about how Tales from the Borderlands maybe, like, just killed my excitement for Borderlands 3. I remember that. I remember us talking because, about that, too. Like, literally, finishing up the, 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 the uh, playthrough, the day before Borderlands 3 came, comes out, play the game. Oh, cool! It's this character. And wait, what's happening? Why is this? Why is this robot sound talking about his ass? <laughs> oh god! <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not like, this game. Yeah, I, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. So we'll see. I mean, I'm. I'm sure it'll come out, and the people who like these types of good on them. But eh, it is what it is. Uh, but from there, we'll go on to the next one. This is probably going to be a quick one as well, but I just want to give a shout out to this unless y'all have some more stuff to say on it. 
uh, Blood Hunt coming to PlayStation 5 this year. A, isn't this this is supposed to be the big PlayStation showcase? Here are all of our big guns. Why the hell is the free-to-play Battle Royale based off of Bloodlines, Vampire the Masquerade, or whatever? Why is this here? <laughs> and also, it's already playable on PC. Like, the open beta's been up for a minute. Like, but you don't why understand. Is this here? It Again, felt weird that it's even taking this was time a, in the This was a... Um, <sighs> This was a, a press conference. Uh, it's been a week for really weird elder millennials like myself, but I don't <laughs> fall in these camps. I, I find vampires it, just in general vastly boring. I I, I, I absolutely hate vampire stories. Uh, in Vampire Masquerade, it's very weird, but I don't know. Do you guys know anything about Vampire Masquerade? Um, Not I own it. Much. I own the first one by a, that uh, Troika made. Mm. Oh no! I meant the tabletop. Oh God, no! <laughs> oh, the only, oh my God, no! <laughs> no, the only reason I I know about, I've know about Vampire the Masquerade is because I I got really big in a Fallout and learned that the guy who created Fallout made a made Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Hmm. Yeah, Vampire the Masquerade is a really huge, uh, really fucking huge tabletop. But a lot of the stuff that came in Vampire the Masquerade was molded into the Matrix. There is oh. a literal, that's the reason why they all wear the dusters and sunglasses at night and all that stuff. It is like Vampire, it's like the Matrix is someone who watched a lot of anime and played a lot of Vampire the Masquerade and just, I love these things. What if we melded them together and then we made, you know, a genre defining movie but that's the reason why they all look like they stepped out of the matrix or blade and that's why like all if you've ever seen any like vampire there's like hyper action vampire movie from like the late late 90s early 2000s so like blade uh ultraviolet like what is it underground or underworld underground or yeah why they had that leather mystique like motif it's all mm -hmm. vampire to masquerade Vampire Masquerade is wow. a big deal with people my age or older, um, and I, 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 I will be very interested to see it played. Uh, but like you said, it's on the other systems. So if I want to play it, I'll just play it on PC. I don't know. I don't hmm. know. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It looks like it might be kind of fun to play, but like another battle royale. In I'm already, I'm already worried about this Apex like collection event that's about to happen. Like, relax, like. We got enough to play here when it comes to this genre, but hey, man, free to play. He'll be on PS5. Good luck to people who are out there trying to play it. So, yeah, it is what it is. Um, here's now as we lead up to the big ones here, the last like smaller one I want to give a shout out to Project Eve. I think this one looks bitching. <laughs> it does. I yeah, I think this one looks really neat. Um, it's the like hack and slash looking kind of. Not quite Souls-likey. How I was describing it is it looks a lot like the gameplay of the Final Fantasy Origins game that got announced this year, mm. uh, just with less chaos. Um, yeah, I think it looks... It, it just looks like it's going to be a really fun one to just cut through and see a bunch of cool things explode. It's giving me, like, Platinum Games energy, but, like, the good Platinum Games energy, the Bayonetta or Vanquish type of Platinum uh so yeah can't wait to see more of it it, it looks really neat so, so what what say y'all it sounds like al was really excited about it yeah um it's one of those games that javon as soon as he saw uh like he was like 
Parasite Eve. And <laughs> he ain't the only one. Yeah, and I was like, oh, man, I don't know what this is, but I'll try it. Yeah, it's very interesting at the very least, huh? Yeah, that's a, it has a, a distinct look. Okay, I, I I can respect that. It definitely does have a distinct look. Uh, how about UTL? Is this one that you're, uh, that's, uh, I was about to say grinding your gears. That's the opposite I wanted to say. How about tickling your tendies? Just tickling uh, your tendies. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to give it a shot. It. I'm with you. As soon as I saw it play, I was like, oh, this is, is this Bayo 3? Is this why we have not seen anything about Bayo 3? Because it's a PlayStation. Uh, yeah, because it's on the PlayStation. Uh, but no, I think it looks really neat. I'll give it a shot, more than likely. Yeah. Yeah, this one, it kind of gives me similar vibes to, we were trying to figure it out uh, on a different show I was on, but Bright Memory Infinite. This has big energy to that one. It, just instead of it being a shooter and a Souls-like, this is like just pretty much a Souls-like, but more action-y, more Ninja Gaiden-y type combat. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be cool, but I, I also get the feeling that I'm going to really hype it up and it's going to be like Biomutant was for me this year where I was like, oh, I think this is going to really blow people away. And then it was like kind of middle of the road. So we'll see what happens with it. I, I got my eye out for it. And now we get into the big megatons here. Just like the presentation itself, we shaved the best for last. Uh, so we got a back-to-back -back feature from Insomniac Games here. Uh, now, one of these is the biggest explosion of hype that I had watching this thing. And people have seen my reaction on Twitter by now. It was slightly embarrassing, not going to lie. Um, no, but, no, don't be. Yeah. Don't be embarrassed by that. <laughs> Fuck that. You. Oh, no. It was fun. I'm cool. I'm yeah. glad I recorded it. But, like, like God, I, like it's one of those things where I recorded it and put it out because it's like, all right, this is kind of funny. Then I woke up to it like blowing up on Twitter, and I was like, oh God, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I hope it's, it's one of those things it. where you think about it more. Oh God, <laughs> you got to really zoom in on that bottom corner. Then, <laughs> but yeah, that that one people are already cutting it out, and they're like, oh, you don't moan in your girl's ear. I'll be in there like, and it's just me screaming. <laughs> oh God. Anyway. We got Marvel's Spider-Man 2 and Marvel's Wolverine are both coming soon from Insomniac with Spider-Man being slated for 2023 and Wolverine without a date, but in all likelihood coming after. Um, I was really terrified that because people were saying, oh, what if we see Insomniac here? I was really hoping they weren't here just because they just dropped a bunch of games. Please take your time. Don't feel like you need to rush these games out. I was really worried we were going to get Spider-Man 2 for 2022. I would not have wanted that, but now it's coming 2023, so I feel a little bit safer. And their next game isn't Spider-Man or even Ratchet & Clank. It's something completely new, which is really cool to see. So what say y'all about these two announcements here? So I'm completely biased. Uh, my really good friend, Marco Villapondo, uh, is a character artist for Insomniac. Um wow. So uh, he did uh, a number of suits for in Spider-Man, um, the PS Spider-Man PS3 or PS4, sorry, I mean PS4 and then PS5 because they, they redid it. And then he worked on Ratchet Clay. He did not work, so it actually wasn't the the original Spider-Man crew that worked on Miles Morales. It was a different crew. Um, hmm. So I'm actually very interested. In to see what this crew does with Miles Morales. Um, super, Phil, super, uh, oh man, just a lot about that trailer was really cool. Um, so there's two villains that are in the trailer because everyone has been talking about Venom, 
which I yeah. get. But Venom's not giving the uh, the monologue. Mm-hmm. The monologue is given by uh, Craven because Craven's literally asking, "Are you worth the hunt?" And there's very few comic book stories that need to be done as a movie, but Craven's Last Hunt fucking rules and it needs to be done as a movie if you get to fight craven and venom I, you might as well just there might as well never be another spider-man game because what else <laughs> could beat it like the ultimate hunter that game like what if you had to like like run through new york and try to hide in new york from the ultimate hunter and then also you have like venom there and like i don't know sure if you guys read old venom stories but like the original venom stories are like almost like horror movies because, like, it takes away Spider-Man's one thing, which is, like, I can sense when trouble is coming, but because that symbiote is so connected to Peter, he can't sense it, and it's, like, huh. it's horrifying. Like, so the old art, like, Tom McFarlane's art, like, you could see, like, how he would use, like, um, like negative space to, like, show, like, the teeth of Venom, like, because he would always have, like, these really, like, absurdist teeth, but it was, like, it was just, it was genuinely uh, just terrifying and i i love it i i I wish i hope they they go fully like in on that in this game Mm. yeah i'd be really interested in that as well i i'll i was about to make a troll and be like oh man sucks that tom hardy's not here but like yeah i think i think there's cooler stories to tell and yeah there's there's a bunch of venom stories that i'm not familiar with and having him and craven together that sounds like a weird enough mix to where I could get behind it. It definitely sounds really cool. Uh, Al, how about you? Uh, when it comes to Spider-Man 2, uh, the idea of Craven v. Venom v. Miles v. Peter, that sounds sounds appealing at all? Yeah, that's the WrestleMania main event. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? That's the main event? Yeah. No, seriously, it is. Um, oh, wow. I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I, think right. I called this. Really? You called Craven? Like all the, the bad guys oh, in not, there specifically? Not Craven. Um like but Spider-Man, Spider-Man being here, yeah, because the act, the, the act, the voice actor who did, who did the voice for Harry, and yeah, Naji. Oh, the vo- for Harry. Okay, I'm not sure who that one is. Uh, I know played... Naji. Yeah, Jeter, the guy who does uh, Miles's voice and acting. He uh, he he accidentally took a picture of him in mocap a couple months ago. So people are like, "Oh, it's coming." So, yeah, yeah, also, but the actor who plays Harry is like getting ready for work or getting ready to go back to work, hmm. and. Everyone has been hypothesizing since that since that Instagram post. Oh, he's going to work on the next Spider-Man game. <laughs> yeah, people are smart. You can't get anything past them. <laughs> and I, I think I, I think I read something that the like the ending of Miles Morales, like the end, of the post-credit scene. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know that, that's about. Uh, like that's actually a misdirect. Ooh. Oh, okay. Uh, ooh, mm. I don't like that. They're playing with my heart. <laughs> uh, these misdirections. I mean, I, I will say that Insomniac has been known, like, just from the pre-marketing of Spider-Man 1 and what that story ended up being about and what the main bad guy of that game ended up being, like, they're, no, they're, no, uh, they're not new to surprises. They're definitely going to surprise us with this one. I'm excited to see how they do so. Uh, especially now that we've gotten all the crazy twists and turns of not just Miles's, not just Peter's story, but also Miles' story. Right. I think they got some good shit up their sleeves. So I'm excited for that. Um, now, real quick here, Wolverine. How are we feeling on that one? I'm ex- 
I'm excited for that one too, but like I have even less of a defined picture of what that could be. I so because I watch your I watch your uh reveal and you're like, oh, this is Spider-Man. And as soon as that barn, as soon as I saw that flannel shirt, I paused the stream I was watching. I text my buddy Lewis. I'm like, motherfucker, they made a they made a Wolverine game. Like Logan. <laughs> It's so great. And like David Hayter is trying to petition himself to play Wolverine, which, yes, my God, let's go. Um, I usually don't ask my friends who make games, hey, I want to be in your game. I did for Wolverine. I went and told Marco, you got to put me in that game. Y'all put Greg Miller. Y'all put, y'all put, yeah. y'all put shirtless Spider-Man in the Spider-Man game. He was like, and he's like, okay, do you want to have claws or do you want to be uh, impaled by claws? And I said, oh, those both sound pretty great. The answer is yes. I don't care. I don't care if it's just like a second of Wolverine and it's just like me like, hey, get out of my way, Wolverine. And he just like dices me to death. Like that would be fine. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I would at least request, hey, have him call you bub right before you get eviscerated. <laughs> Man, That's my request. How cool would it be if it's David Hater? Oh, God. That would be so cool. And it's early enough in development to where choices like that seem like they haven't been made. So like, oh man, they could they could do a lot of cool shit. And with this being the Miles Morales team, this gives me a feeling that it's not like I would love it if this was an open world. I would love it if it's more in line with the game that I so reverently hold up for some reason. Uh X Men Origins Wolverine. I literally have the copy on my desk still from that it's video. It's a good game. It is it's a good, a good game. game for for a for a bad for a bad watch call it. It's a good game for a for a bad movie. Yeah, that movie was not great, but the game was good. And I think there's a lot of, you know, lessons to take from it. I hope they take, I hope it's similarly linear. I hope it's not like straight up corridors, like a God of War or something, but I hope they make it to where you're going from place to place rather than one big open world you're in the entire time. I think that would make more sense for Wolverine anyway, because what would his open world be like Canada? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I mean, you could do, I mean, the, the thing about James Howlett, you could do Canada, you can do that's the cool thing about Wolverine. There's just so much you can do with it. I mean, yeah, true. That is true. Yeah, there, there's a lot of potential they could do with him, but I don't know where they're going with. And even that trailer that we got, that's probably going to be completely different by the time, you know, the actual game comes out. But in my head, looking at that intro trailer, I'm like, all right, that seems super rural, super like. Oh, yeah, that's Canada. Dude. That's Canada. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely Canada. So I'm like, all right, I don't think they're going to go do that for, you know, an open world. But I hope there's like, I think it would be really cool if there's like if he's glo not globetrotting, but if the game is heavily Canadian in some way, like what if he's just traveling just Canada, going to different provinces and stuff? There's not a lot of game. Literally, the only game I can think of where you go to Canada is like South Park, The Stick of Truth. Right. <laughs> and that isn't anything. So, like, I'd really love it if they embrace that. And I also really hope that, oh, tonally, this is closer to Resistance 3 than actual Spider-Man and stuff. I hope this is a little bit darker. I hope this is, they don't have to, they don't have to, like, show, you know, pulling people's guts out or whatever. But I think they should lean into the violence a little bit because it is Wolverine. Um, maybe a soft M for mature or something like that. But yeah, I hope I hope this is a chance for Insomniac to spread its wings a little bit because I do feel like ever since like Sunset Overdrive ish, ever since then, 
they've made very similar games where they all got a weapon wheel. They're all pretty lighthearted. They all got good traversal, like that type of stuff. I hope Wolverine is their chance to switch up that formula just a little bit. So time to tell on that one. I also, mm-hmm. I also, again, what sucks, well, that sucks. It's great. I know so many people who work on this game. I know they're big comic book people. Like I said, my buddy Marco. Um, also, the writing team behind this is the team over at Sweet Baby Inc., uh, mm. which uh, my uh, friend Kim Belair is the uh, CEO uh, from but they have like really great writers uh um walt williams uh the guy who wrote spec ops the line Holy um hell. is I'm working with him. on this on this project yeah dude this is gonna be i'm i am not i'm not worried i'm not worried about how these stories are gonna go um because <laughs> like i everything everybody behind it i know are really in the comics i would love to see alpha flight in here that would be yes. really cool um like if we're gonna go with wolverine if we're gonna especially like what they did with like spider-man let's just go into the comics let's go deep into the comics a lot of stuff that people don't know about that would be really really interesting and make david hater fucking wolverine (laughs) i mean now that you're saying it i don't know a single like from the rogues gallery of wolverine specifically what i know Sabretooth maybe and maybe some of the people from Origins. That's about it. Like, I mean, you have Sabretooth. You can go into uh, uh, Silver Samurai, which I did in one of the movies. Oh, um, yeah. I did see do, that one. Yeah. You could do Sable. Um, um, you could potentially do the Hulk. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. That's mm. the like. So the Wolverine's like big thing is like him fighting the Hulk for the first time. That's what I would do. That would be your big bad. Like he's hunting Bruce Banner. Like you're, it's the whole setup to him going after Bruce Banner. And the last fight is you hunt down Bruce Banner. That's what I would. Do. Yo, that's that's pretty fucking wild. But God, that would be that would be epic. That would be pretty remarkable. How about you, Al? You're you're feeling this Wolverine hype as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seems like it. I saw you glow up at the mention of one of those rogues. Uh, yeah, it seems like that rogues. Uh, Alpha Flight was the team that. He was part of, um, and they're oh. pretty dope. Okay, okay, my bad, my bad. Yeah, okay, yeah, it, it's popping up here. It was like his, not X Men, but like his crew, his yeah. Avengers or whatever. Yeah, it's, it was I, it's the official crew, or it's the like the Canadian government's like their their response. Ah, okay. I'm kind of hoping we see him fight the Wendigo. Oh, that'd be dope. Because like. Oh. Technically, last time last time it was in a game was um, X Two Wolverine's Revenge. Yeah, yeah. God, I forgot that game existed. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I'm looking at the Wendigo designs, and I'm like, oh man, that would be like for the tone that I want them to hit, where it's a little bit more mature. This is the perfect type of bad guy to go after, where he looks scary. You can make him very fucked up in the game. Honestly, if this is going to be their MCU, like the MCU giving insomniac like hey go make extremely comic book based comic book games i'm all the way in like because there's just so many great characters that like people know from movies but like don't know like oh here's a really dope story you could do with this character like i said wolverine is quite possibly the best one here's my question is wolverine well no it's places studios i'm about to say this does wolverine go across platforms like spider-man doesn't because sony owns spider-man and Hmm. That team doing a good job with Spider-Man is the reason why, you know, Dizzy was like, okay, sure. Here, 
you can you can do Wolverine. But like, man, what if we get a good Captain America? Like, oh, oh my God, what if we get a good Captain America again? Oh man, I oh god, we gotta stop doing this because here's the thing like, I would love it if Insomniac just made badass games for all these different uh characters in Marvel, but like at some point, I'd love it for them because I, I like that we're getting all these games, but at some point, I do feel a little bit nostalgic for the PS3 era, not specifically Resistance, not specifically that game or those games, but like. Infamous came about because we can't get a license, so we're going to make our own original superhero. I like that restriction leading to innovation in that way. Uh, so at some point, I'd like to think that Insomniac would be like, all right, enough Marvel. Let's go make something original, something where we control all the constraints. And you know, I'd like to see them go to that eventually, but I am more than happy with Wolverine. I am more than happy with Spider-Man. So can't wait to see those come out. Those are going to be some really big bangers. And we got a while to wait, but I, I I'm it's going to make me more fond. Uh, it what is it? Uh, time makes the fondness grow. Uh, I'm going to start time missing makes Insomniac. the heart grows fonder. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. That's exactly it. So by 2023, I'll be ready to hop into another Insomniac adventure. Uh, and then the last one here, uh, the big finisher to the press conference uh, was God of War Ragnarok first look. We got about a five minute trailer or so. Lots of gameplay, lots of story teasers. We got an older boy and just some batshit crazy things going on left and right. Uh, what did y'all think about this first look here? Because I am, I'm surprised how excited I am looking at this. Same. Yeah. I hate Norse mythology. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I'm so wow. over it. I've talked about it. I'm just over it. I think it's been overplayed. Um, however, I, I loved every second of this trailer. I love Thor. They didn't even show, like, we saw Thor later, and then people had been, oh, why is he fat, Thor? And it's like, well, you're you're an asshole, so shut up. But, um, <laughs> bro, I love I, fat Thor. That looks incredible. It looks so much fun. But, like, the, the, when he's coming in, he's like the juxtaposition of, like, because, like, I, I, again, I love thematic stories and, like, how the story, the story of the, of the last God of War being Kratos, like, no, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. And then basically, like, I guess you're dragging me in. Fucking, like, I guess I gotta do this. Uh, Balder, like, you're dragging me into this. And, like, th this whole thing, it's like, now it's Atreus, like, no, we should, we should kill these people. And then he's like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. It'll, like, like, Thor play, like, uh, like a cop, like, oh, hey, what's going on? I, uh, I see you're, uh, you're not deciding to do anything bad. That's good for you. And it's just Mr. like toast license and registrations, it. please. Right. I loved it. Uh, why is he fighting Freya? Like, there's just so much. I'm just like, oh my gosh, what is going Dude, on here? What they're doing with Freya has me so excited because, like, I and I talked about this a little bit on Twitter, but like all the God of War games, because I'm someone I like the original trilogy as well. So, like, right. I've played all these damn games. This is the first time. I've been intimidated and like scared of a character, not because of their physical presence, not because of like some crazy powers they have. She looks like she just doesn't give a fuck anymore. And you know exactly why if you played the last game at the end. So like having someone with that mindset going after Kratos, the fact that that's even a threat is so cool to me because in the previous games, it would have been like, all right, so what? Kratos killed his family. Who cares? 
Right. Like, what you gonna do to him? But now it's like this has emotional weight in a way where it feels like, oh man, I, I'm just really excited to like. Because when I think back to the game, I I'm someone who I think I still think I like God of War three more than the reboot. Um, I do too. Oh I, my I god! Do too. Look, I think the reboot lined up. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the reboot is very fine. I I don't like the change in combat. I really don't. And I think I think the emotional I think the emotional resonance in the in the uh, in in three like it's a little bit better than the reboot just because you've had more time to live with those characters. Honestly. Hmm. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I I think the pacing is better in three two, where it's not like like the story in the in the reboot is good, but then it's like oh, then you have 15 side missions, and it's like well, all right, guess I'm playing this for 100 hours, and it just it's not the type of game I want to play for 100 hours. Right. But um, yeah, I I'm one of those people, so like I'm just. I was really surprised seeing this trailer like, oh, wait, I do care about these characters a lot. And I am excited to see where they progress emotionally or where they've regressed emotionally and to see how that changes these characters. Like, I'm excited to see what happens more than I am to play the game. And I didn't expect the God of War game to do that to me, (laughs) which is it just shows how good that last game was, I guess, in retrospect. But yeah, I cannot wait for this one. It's coming out early next year. I hope it's like April or something because my 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 February is already fucked with Horizon and Saints Row within the same week. Right. And I'm that's probably gonna roll over into March. So I'm hoping they give me some time for God of War. Cause here's here's my question for you guys, for both of mm-hmm. you guys. What if God of War turns into him f- trying to find all the different gods of war? Right? Like, cause like that's what this whole thing of the trailer is like. He's like, yo, we gotta go find the last god of war here but what if that's what it is it's not it's like the thinking was like he just was the norse god of war but he's not what if that's what his plight is after like destroying the greek pantheon is he has to go through each one of these different cultures their gods of war like uh highlander there can be only one not there can only be one what if he's what if he realizes he shouldn't have killed Ares? And, like, he should have instead used them to help take down the god systems of each, like, specific pantheon. Huh. So, like, he should have, like, let, left them all alive, but be like, all right, all the gods of war, let's join together, kill the other gods, and it's just us. Basically, yeah. Actually, I would play that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, like, that's the vibes I was getting from this from this thing. Like, and I'm like, that would be such an interesting way of, t- of changing the series. That would be that would be very cool just because back in the day, like I he is a different character now. But back when Jaffe made these games, that was the plan. Like they were going to Christianity eventually, then Egyptian gods and so on and so forth. He was going to Kratos was going to mess with a different religion every single time. And sounds like David Jaffe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a Jaffe idea. Uh, The guy who made Sweet Tooth thought of that. So, yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's crazy because that would be that would be like that original vision because I think the idea of him going to all these different, you know, different mythologies and whatnot would be interesting. I don't know if it'd be a good idea, but it'd be interesting to try. I just the thing that I hesitate on is I loved how so much of the reboot was Kratos, you gotta stop bending to your more violent nature and be a father, or at least just not think to shoot first, or I guess slash first in this world. Um, 
so I really like that. And the fact that it seems like they're leaning towards him having to take out all the Norse gods in the in the teaser trailer here, or even your idea about like all of us gods of war got to stick together and then kill the rest of the gods. I don't want the story to force him into a place where he has to regress into being a murderous thing all the time because I it's going to erase a lot of that progress. And even even if I still like God of War 3 more, I think the character he has become in the reboot is overall a better character and a more interesting character in a lot of ways. So if he has to regress, I hope it's not so extreme to where he has to kill all the gods again. Mm. Uh I like the idea of him having to dip back into his old self, like in that big moment towards the middle of the uh, reboot. I-, I like that idea more than I like him. Like, well, we got to just kill them all. So I, yeah. I, have I honestly, I, I think my safe prediction of where the story goes is Atreus kills, kills Kratos. It's almost like the reciprocal cycle of, of hate and, you know, the son killing the father it's what it's what Zeus did to Kronos, uh, the god of the Titans, who was his father. It's what Kratos did to his father. It would be what Atreus does to his father. I think that's probably yeah the more well, like actual loop they're going to go with. Fratricide is definitely a God of War ass theme, so I would believe it if that's where they went. But huh, we'll see, we'll see. Time will tell. Uh, but yeah, any, any other thoughts we have on God of War? Because I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised how much I'm looking forward to it. Having seen that trailer. That's my main takeaway. Um, ever since I, from the first moment I saw, uh, Fat Thor or, or (laughs) this version, this game's version of Thor, I can't stop thinking of, uh, the Scotsman from, uh, Samurai Jack. Oh, wow. Yes. Hold up. Because I, I have that imprinted in my brain somehow, but I'm trying to look it up. But to be fair, that's what Thor, that's what Thor looks like. That's what people had to realize. No, Thor in the, like, that's, like, the blonde, super, like, strong Thor. Uh, like, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's a Marvel. That's a Marvel creation. Like, even, like, the old one in the 60s. Like, Thor's always been a, a big dude redhead because like thor's whole thing is like i like to fight and i like to eat and like that's why he's like a bigger dude yeah i really like this interpretation also i forget what her what the name of the character is but right at the end of the trailer the last giant left like i forget her name but the little black girl there i really want to see what her deal is because i was reading some comments and stuff from people apparently her character is like in the mythology she that is the love interest of loki and if it's because she's about Loki's or not Loki, she's about uh, what's his name? Atreus. Atreus. Yeah, she's about Atreus's age. So if they get together, man, that would be like that would power, make me power happy. couple power couple AF, bro. And it would piss off a lot of people. But like, I would just be happy about it. <laughs> oh, boy. That's, my favorite, yeah. that's been my favorite thing this week is like white supremacists realizing that there were black Vikings back then. Mm-hmm. Like there were black Vikings back then. And like they're, they're like, wait, what? And like, yeah, dude, if you look at your history, like because they're a they're a nomadic shipping company, of course they would have gone through Africa or the Mediterranean. So of course they would have been interacting with black people. And of course, the whole thing about Vikings is they would accept people into their ships. Of course they were black Vikings. That just exactly. makes sense. I mean, black people existed before like 
the early 1800s. It's just right. that we didn't slavery, categorize them as black people until right. Then. Slavery didn't just invent black people. <laughs> All right, we need something. Let's just invent black people be slaves. Sure. Imagine like 2,000 years and then one day you're like, oh, shit. Where'd y'all come from? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, you want to work for free? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but yeah, a lot of like like we've gone through this whole presentation now. We've seen everything that's here. There is a lot of good stuff here. Oh, uh, God damn it. I forgot. What's the... um? I also want to give a quick shout out to that one indie game where you t- turn into all the animals. Uh, I've, it's like Toonchi or something. Or no, oh, is like it Toonie? Toonie? I think. Yeah, I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but like you're saying the right game. Um, yeah. yeah, they didn't give it a special article on the PlayStation blog. That's why. Gosh darn it. Um, I thought that game looked interesting. Oh, this is it. It's T C H I A. They did give it a blog post. I just didn't find it. Um. It looks cute. It looks cool. I don't know if I'm going to play it as soon as it comes out, but if the reviews are hidden, I might hit it up. Y'all got anything to say about it right, real quick before we dip out of here? No. Um, I go ahead. I was going to say no. I, I, that's one I didn't really check out. Um, I can't believe it took me this long to realize that. Or remember, I, I forgot to say this. I think I'm coming around on uh, Death Loop. Oh, yeah. See, I cut out the Death Loop sequence because the shit's coming out next week so we'll talk about it next week but yeah they did show it here and what what has you coming around like what was it something in this presentation that got you excited for it yeah just the like the overall look of it like mm. uh when her before horizon dropped back way back when yeah. i was concerned that i had like sometimes i got a weird fixation in my mind that a game will do be one thing when it turns out it's complete antith- antithesis mm. Like for some reason, I thought Horizon you were it was mainly crossbow, but uh-huh. then I had, then uh, I think it, someone told me like no no you can you do other stuff and like oh I'm in <laughs> all right well so now it seems like you've you've seen the breadth of the combat and the breadth of the options in that game to where now you're maybe a little bit more on board yeah excellent well hey I don't know if you're gonna pre-order off of that but whether or not you do I will be here to in all likelihood, I'll probably convince you whether or not you should, because I'm getting that thing Tuesday. I'm very excited for it because I've been thinking about this game for a while, and I'm very excited to get something that I can just dive into and just be hype about, man. I haven't had too many opportunities to just dive into something with full hype, so very, very much so looking. Um, and with that, we'll go ahead and wrap the show up. This was a beefy boy. I admit it. This is a pretty long one, but uh, thank you, TL, for sticking with us this entire show. Um, yeah, this is a good one. This is a good one. Um, yeah. Let me let me go ahead and run through the housekeeping real quick, and then we'll do the outro, and then we'll sayonara everything. Um, so a lot of these are similar housekeepings that I had on the other episode that you got earlier this week. Um, so I won't dwell on them too long. But for the stuff that is old, uh, what took me so long? Madden 18. Of course, that's a let's play with Graydon for Madden 18. Just him stopping by, seeing what's popping with that old one. Don't know why he played 18 specifically, but I might have to watch that to see what's up. So go ahead and check that one out on the YouTube channel. Uh, another one on the YouTube channel, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Republic Heroes, Episode 5, Pulling Double Duty. Another let's play from Al there, going through the Clone Wars uh, Clone Wars Republic Heroes game. Uh, I might what is often... Uh, mm-hmm. considered the wor- one of the worst Star Wars games of all time. 
Yeah, because you're a big masochist, and we appreciate it. Oh, boy. Actually, nah, uh, Josh plays a lot of weird slash bad games, too. So y'all both are tag team in that title. Um, so the next YouTube video here, VG Reacts, PlayStation 2021 Showcase. Uh, this is the one of me. Uh, I, I knew I was going to watch the showcase, but I didn't really feel like streaming it. So I was like, yeah, I'll record myself just in case things pop off. Things popped off. So there's some pretty good reactions in there. This is just my general reaction to the entire showcase like I did for the last showcase last year. So, yeah, if you want to see what I thought, go ahead and check it out there. You'll get to see the big Wolverine reaction, too, from me. So uh, give it a gander. Uh, then the next one here is VGU Plays, Life is Strange True Colors. That's from Al here, the one he just uploaded earlier today. Uh, so you want to get a little bit of footage of how Life is Strange True Colors starts? Go ahead and give it a gander there. I'm sure that one will look really nice and be pretty good. Um, there's the article we were talking about earlier, how a Telltale adventure game from 2015 made me sour on Borderlands 3. That's the piece from Alan a little while ago where he played Tales from the Borderlands and made him sour on Borderlands 3. So you can see the details on that a little bit there. Uh, the next one here, Hyper Time the Podcast, our comics podcast. They are back once again talking about One More Day, which is the Spider-Man storyline that might seem super familiar if you saw the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. So that one's a good, de definitely a very well-timed episode. So good on y'all for that one. Uh, so go ahead and listen to that one. Uh, then we have the roundtables that have gone up recently. Games that should have received a sequel. Uh, hey, you mentioned Sleeping Dogs earlier. Sleeping Dogs is on this list. <laughs> <laughs> and I, we all love Sleeping Dogs, so uh, go ahead and see the other games that also should deserve sequels there. Uh, we have another roundtable with video game trailer music that we love. Uh, we talked a little bit about music when it came to Life is Strange, so that's another one you should go ahead and read up on if you want to see that. Uh, another one was While Broadway Was Away, reviewing Quarantine theater part one that is another great joint i know because he's mr theater but uh he he's actually talking about some things that i've watched it's not just theater it's also you know stuff like hamilton stuff like in the heights some movies and tv shows here or there that he's also seen that you could quantify as theater uh it's a uh, pretty jingle interesting jangle. review yeah jingle jangle that's the one that you were freaking out about like january or something um, No, no it's december of last year well I, I remember it came out in Christmas, but I thought you watched it like a little bit after it came out. <laughs> no, uh, he he put he put in the chat. So I'm watching J Jingle Jangle. When does this get good? And I wanted to reach 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 <laughs> through my monitor and punch him. Oh God! Well, <laughs> well, hey, he writes his thoughts about it here. So maybe read that if you want another reason to punch him, or don't. Um, and then, well, speaking of things that I might want to reach through and punch, uh, for better or worse, it's Kanye, my Donder review of his latest album. Um, stop. That's that's <laughs> your review. Kanye finish the album and then stop. You don't have to fix. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> not to make this podcast longer because I know I know my interview has definitely beefed this bad boy up, but <laughs> it's all good. Has has he made? Like after, after like like starting with um starting with like um with Dark Twisted uh, Fantasy. No, not my Dark Twisted Fantasy. That's a classic. It's literally, yeah. If you're gonna give a five, you're asking me what his best album. Saying it's that my favorite is late is called Drop. It's called Late Registration. But that's yeah. probably the the perfect one, right? But after eight oh eight, uh, or after like my Dark Twisted Fantasy. Is Life of Pablo the last good Kanye album? Like the last like 
actually this everything about this is good and he didn't have to do anything else with it it's the last album where i would say from back to front it's all listenable okay. ever since yeah. ever since then with maybe exception to kids he ghost but ever since then he has not put out an album where i could listen to it front to back and be like oh i wouldn't take out any tracks i could listen to this whole thing all the way through donda is too long you could cut out a good eight tracks and that would be a great album honestly but if you want to hear 4,000 words of me talk about Donda, go read that article because it is a lot. And I, honestly, I am I am touched and surprised that so many people are reading that long ass review. But uh, I, ha I I like to think that the passion came through. So it's, it's good shit. Um, so these last two here, uh, Left Behind Game Club, uh, a video game podcast where they just talk about all these games. Basically, it's a let's play podcast. So or a book club is a better comparison. So they play the game, then they talk about it. They did one for The Walking Dead 400 Days, the DLC chapter to the first season of Telltale's The Walking Dead. And they were lucky, or they were for, they were nice enough. God, lucky. yeah, it's getting late. You're right. You're right. <laughs> they were lucky Turn enough to lucky. get me on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they were nice enough to invite me on the show. So I was like, oh, yeah, I would love to. And we talked about 400 Days, and that was a really good show, really good podcast. Go ahead and give that a listen as well. And then the last thing I was on over at Easy Achievers, they invited me on uh, kind of randomly last night. They're like, hey, saw you freaking out about Wolverine. We'll talk about it on the show. And I'm like, you know what? OK. And so, yeah, I was also on that show. So you can find a link there to listen to the Easy Achievers uh, podcast as well, where I talked about some shit. And that is all of the general housekeeping we have. I'm going to go ahead and give the mic to Turbo here uh, or TL. God damn it. I, do people, is it weird when people call you Turbo? Nope, <laughs> it's not. So, like I said up top, like I I can do the Tyler Bolinaire thing. Like, you can call me TL Foster, you can call me Turbo. I, I, have been, I have been going by Turbo since I was a freshman in, in college. I'm not going to say what year because all that will do is date me. <laughs> so, not doing that. Uh, I, 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 I'm actually fine. I'm okay with both. But uh, for the professionalism, uh, TL Foster. But you can follow me on Twitter at Turbo Bison. Follow me on YouTube at Turbo Bison. I did something. So I did a little really cool video. Um, and I want to do more stuff with this. I My buddy uh, knew like my journey of being a game journalist and doing these podcast stuff. And he asked me like, hey, you want to do a video like of being black and gaming? And I was like, yeah, sure. And it came out really great. And I never, I don't, I'm not a big fan of talking about myself. Um, I, I don't, I, I'm just, I'm always weirded out about You're too it. Humble, like, I think I do, damn it. <laughs> I think I do an okay job. Uh, um, but you know, we talked about it and I got to big up some creators. I really, really enjoy. Uh, so that was really neat. Um, and I tell people all the time, it's like uh, not to not to give Emmett a big head on his own show. I tell people all the time, people are like, hey, you should get like Emmett. Emmett rules. Like Emmett's like like this is one of the futures of this industry, man. Um, so um, I'm always thankful for coming on, here. Uh, and I'm always thankful for Emmett. And uh, if everybody who ever decides to listen to anything that I do, uh, which is the PNB podcast, where be bunch of my friends we talk about video games i said that with a question mark it's wild <laughs> I, I i actively don't i just didn't want to do a regular video game uh podcast um um so 
it is a grab bag of shit. I'll tell yeah. you, it is fun listening to that one because even the last time I was on there, I was talking about like Apex Legends one minute, and then we were watching fucking clips of rappers on Mori. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's just that's kind of like the skis. I, I like I like that. If I'm gonna do a show, if it's a show that I'm gonna, I like to have a good time, and sometimes gaming is not a good time. Uh, and then uh, the other show that we've had Emmett on is uh, Live from the Pool House, which is. My Fresh Prince uh, uh, listen to sh uh, show. We do a watch back. Uh, right now, we've been on a small break. Uh, I just started a new job, and Sonia is like literally shooting like documentaries. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we've been on a little small hiatus. We will be coming back soon. I have a lot of really cool ideas. There's so many other projects I, want, I, I have in mind. Uh, that I can't tell you guys about, but please go to Turbo Bison Ooh. on Twitter. You will see that stuff come up. Uh, there's some really cool things I have in the works. And yeah, uh, if I could give, well, also, if you're out there and you're doing a podcast, you're like, hey, I should have that dude on the podcast. You should. My goal for 35 is I want to be on everybody's podcast. Uh, I want to, I want to, I want to be on everyone's podcast, but, um, oh yeah, man, Ira Glass, you out there, hit this man up. How <laughs> <laughs> would you, for, uh, man, Ira Glass, let's go. I can ask though, like, holy <laughs> shit. You know what? We, here's what we start next time. There's like a relevant topic on deaf sex and money. I'm going to hit you up and be like, yo, send in a thing and they'll put you on there. And then you can hit up Ira Glass and be like, look, I'm a serious man. <laughs> yep. There we go. Um, but yeah, uh, last thing I want to do, um, if you, what I would what I would say to everybody um, is um, be good to people. Um, don't be shitty. Like if I can promote anything, it's be good to people. One of the great things I I have I because I've always had the compliments like you have really good friends, but I just treat people with kindness. And if I can promote anything, I can ask you to do anything out there and promote and be kind to people. You don't have to love everybody. You don't have to be everyone's best friend, but you can be kind. So please take that uh, with you. Hell fucking me out, man. This this is why, you know what? If I was going to bring somebody on for the nice episode, I'm glad I got the nicest man in the business to do it. <laughs> this was a good choice. <laughs> it's what I, it's always what I do. Uh, like I said, I, one of my, I consider him and good friends, Dan Amrick. Uh, I remember like Dan Amrick's been in the industry. He works at Rocksmith now, but he's been in the industry since I was a kid. Like he was writing at GamePro back in the nineties. Right. And the first time I talked to him, he was just the most genuinely nice guy. And I'm like, I'm used to this being bad. And then fast forward two more years, I go to a PAX, I run into Greg Miller, and I'm showing a game. And like, I'm going to Greg Miller, I don't have anything. And I was just like, I run up to him, he stops, and he does like, hey, you don't have to run, just walk with me, and we'll talk. And like, that stuff... It always sticks with me. So I always want to, I always want to push this forward. So please be kind to the people you speak with. Please like be nice to the people you, you are interacting with. You never know who that affects or who that pushes for. So. Hell yeah, man. That is, that is definitely the message we should leave here with today. Be nice, be kind. If, if I was not afraid of Beyonce doing some fuck shit to this episode, I'd play that song from the Carters right now, <laughs> like in the background <laughs> as we fade out to the end of the show. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you once again for hopping on with us, man. It's been a pleasure. Al, of course, as always, you've been a treat as well. And I'll probably see you next week for the next episode when we get into Death Loop. So, yeah, this was very good. All right. Any, anything you want to say, Al, before we hop up out of here? How can I, how can I one up 
what <laughs> you can't say shit. That's why I yeah, was afraid I, to even did it to you. Yeah, I can't say anything. <laughs> hey, he he kind of did just like stare at thunder. Well, in that case, let's go ahead and let it out now. Uh, by this point, people are probably starting to hear the music fade in because that's how I do it. Uh, so we're gonna hop out of here. I've been joined here today by Alan Muir. Thank you for hopping on, buddy. No problem. And also TL, as you already heard, Mr. Foster. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. No problem. And of course, I've been Emmett Watkins Jr. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for supporting. Be nice out there. And as I always say, keep it real. Keep it trill. Peace out, y'all.